1: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
2: You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my god. he have got all your charger gear on because I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go.
0: And he is dead.
3: Blind Squirrel finds another every once in a while. That's like right. It.
2: You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move, and throws,
3: and touchdown. Boy, Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly
4: special. Stay
5: tuned for some good content.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Weaker. Welcome
2: back, everybody, to the Charger yeah. Chat. I am uh, co-host was, Will Dog. I'm Will Dog. i have <laughs> <hug>. <laughs> Hitting with my buddies, Kev and Duggan.
3: Uh, hi guys. <laughs> and Kyle the Coach Duggan. That was a good laugh. laugh first laugh we've had in uh, about 24
4: no. hours. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um. All right,
2: gang. Well, you were there. <laughs> we were there. We all, you know, saw what it. We all you know, know what happened. We you all know what happened. Um. But man, what a game. What what a freaking game. What an what an end to the game. What
5: what a fight. What a it was, fight. It was classic Chargers in the sense that like it's the roller coaster, man. Yeah. Like I got I came to terms with the fact that we were gonna we were gonna lose that game. Yeah, like, right. I had come to terms Going with that in my mind. Quarter. Yeah, absolutely. It was like I was getting, you know, it's like you have that thing where it's like, all right, well, this this just sucks. This, this is, is over. What it this is. this yep. is our season, this sucks. And then Justin Mother Herbert decided. Yeah. No, this is not the end of this game. Yeah. Right. I'm going to do everything in my power to get us into the playoffs, and he did absolutely everything possible he could do. Yeah, and the defense just had absolutely nothing for him.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were there were brief moments of greatness. You know, we saw Uchenna Nwosu playing out of his mind. Man,
5: he played like a man out of hell. Just yeah. a contract game right there. Jeez, yeah. dude. He we saw a
2: hell of a game. Asante Samuel flying all over the field, Derwin James playing every position possible. Um, but it just it wasn't enough to get the job done. It was almost a night and day performance compared to the first time they played the Raiders. So, I don't know what they did differently.
3: But
5: It was just they just mistakes, man. It was yeah. just mistakes yeah, and then bad honest,
3: I, calls, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to say this, but the Raiders came out with more fire than we did in the first quarter, and they yeah. they took the game right there. Mm-hmm. We you can't like yeah you can say turnovers mistake, but that's because we we kind of came out flat. Yeah, you know, and, and they just ran the ball down our throat all game. Yeah, Carr played five quarters and threw for 180 yards. That's horse. That's horse poop. You know, like that's not good. Is that real? He threw only 180 yards. That
2: game.
4: Yeah. yeah. And well, most wow. of it, Big most of it came was checkdowns.
3: It. it was like that yeah. tight end, little screen, ha- got him forty. Um, wow. Most of his, most of his like yardage were he was. I've never seen a quarterback more excited for pass interference calls. He would
5: get oh, it he with was the biggest, smile dude. On he would just close his that. eyes yeah. and just huck it.
2: I yeah. yeah. I've never seen a quarterback celebrate flags so much. Though there was one that did make me laugh because it was that late flag that was thrown when he did the intentional grounding. So they like yeah. threw the flag late and he started <laughs> clapping like it was, it was on him. And it was on him. And it was yeah. like, Oh, you oh dumb it's man. not all on us, you big fat jerk. Um <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It, it was a it was a crazy game. The the fourth quarter comeback is I I I, I love Phillip Rivers. I don't recall him being in that situation having to throw Ten yard fourth downs consistently down the field. That was like yeah. how many plays? Like sixteen plays just to go a certain amount of yards. And no and one's that that touchdown no one's was ever seventeen
3: done
5: that. plays in two minutes. He threw and the he ball was, every unbelievable. single. Threw the ball seventeen times.
2: Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. And well, and
5: because of that quarter, I hit my bolt prediction—not the win, but over three hundred eighty and three touchdowns. So that's right. Thank you, five thousand yards for our boy.
3: It was just, yeah, I think just overall, like that game kind of was encapsulated our whole season. If you took, if you wanted to know what the Chargers 2021 season was, you just watched the Raider game because it was like, there was times of genius and you're so excited. And then there was just these lulls where it's just like, golly, like that first quarter, it just reminded me of the Ravens game and the Patriots game. But then you have that fourth quarter that reminds you of some of the like the Chiefs game and the Browns game and the Browns game and yep. Yep. some of these awesome games that we had but at the end of the day it was just it's just the Charger season was inconsistent at the, yep. at the end of the day that this is just an inconsistent team with so much talent that we should never 9 and 8 looking at that record right now on our outline that's crazy for the talent we had we were one game over 500
5: yep. yeah yeah it's just it, you look at it you look at it specifically what it was and it was like you Kyle said that it was a shining example of what our season was and it was just our defense. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was just you can't you know you what's the saying you win champ you win championships with defense. Defense wins championships, yeah. Defense wins and we we just don't I, I think it's going to take another year for him to get who he wants. I think yeah. he was playing with he was coaching with players that that weren't designed for what he wants, really. I just, I, I, you just didn't see much out of him in that game. And you would think that after Justin did that and they were on the sideline and they watched him do that, they watched him pull him back in the game. They would be up for anything, right. Right. Just they would be ready not to murder. Out. But I, I think you look at watching back some of those videos. It looked like they were on the sideline, just read. They had already checked out. Yeah. Cause you see when they said they're like, Oh my God, you see Joey, like, Oh shit! Like what just happened? Mm-hmm. They they weren't ready. They weren't ready. They weren't geared up. Like you know. So it was just I was just. I hate kickers, dude. I hate them.
3: It was just yeah. <laughs> it was just the, it was the most disappointing. I think that's the craziest part of this whole season. And I know we're looking at just this Raider game, but I had so such high expectations for what the new defensive coordinator would bring. Right. I I thought. Yeah, that I think a lot of us s- did. Yeah. Having yeah. Staley, I thought that our defense was just gonna be lights out, shut down. Right. Right, and I think because he he did so well with the Rams, but I think it goes to show like you gotta have you gotta have depth. There's just I mean I mean in this last game, it's not even a depth thing because all of our starters were playing.
2: We were healthier than any other team going into this game. So they just got
3: they and we just got beat up up front.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is unfortunate, but uh, you know, looking at some of the other, you know, some of the stats, some of the the the. I can't even think of the word now. The, the bright shining, spots, I guess. Yeah, yeah the shining, <laughs> yeah. shining lights. The shining lights. Uh, Justin Herbert was 6-for-6 six six for 106 yards and a touchdown on fourth down that game. Uh, the Chargers
3: became
5: fourth the first. Down. Four, dude, fourth downs, he had 106 yards passing. That's yeah. that as much as Derek Carr the whole game. The whole game on fourth down.
3: Unbelievable. Um,
2: the Chargers became the first team in the last 30 years to have six fourth down conversions <laughs> in a
5: game. Well, In the last thirty years,
3: And Most of them were
5: fourth and ten plus. Fourth and what was the fourth and twenty something? What was that one touchdown? It was like forever. Yeah, it was like that twenty-one last, or twenty-three something like that. Something crazy.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. It was deep, and and it, again, it was just all those moments that you were just like, "There's no way." I mean, there's no way. we yeah. something is going to happen. Something's right. going to happen, and we kept it alive. We kept it alive all the way down to the last two seconds of overtime. And that's when it was just solidified that it was done. So, um, but Justin Herbert, man, over 5,000 yards, 5,014 to be specific, 38 passing touchdowns, most by any Chargers quarterback in a season, uh, 15 interceptions, a completion percentage of 65.9, passer rating 98.4, total touchdowns 41 for his other rushing ones. So what a dude. What a stud.
3: We didn't, we, you can't say we're, we're not a good team because we don't have a quarterback. No nope. so like Solve it. Fix it. Because the most important piece, we absolutely have a top five quarterback in the league.
5: Right. And people, it's fun watch. It, it's been interesting. It hasn't been fun. It's been interesting watching, you know, some of these, the pundits and the people on ESPN talk about it. And people are mad that they don't get to see more Justin Herbert in the playoffs. Like people are pissed. Like look, you're sending Derek Carr and Ben Roethlisberger as AFC yeah, representatives. They're both just when, gonna get smacked around in the first they're round. They're not gonna make it past the first round. Right. So it's like if anything, I think we showed a lot of people a lot of people watching that game. And if you're you like quarterbacks, you watch you like watching quarterbacks be amazing, you're probably gonna be into the Chargers because that's what we <laughs> have and it's exciting. People are saying it was the best game of the year, and I'm not, you know. I, I can't disagree. It sucked it sucked being on the side of it that we were on, but I can't disagree with that. Yeah, but right.
3: that was a crazy exciting. I was my kids were asleep there at the end of the game. I was running up and down the hallway and upstairs. Yeah. My wife was like, Shh, quiet <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like this. I didn't know what to do. It was it was an incredible game to watch. It was, it, it was really yeah. fun, but it did. I mean, obviously we're on the the, the wrong end of the, the final score, but
5: um, a pretty, a pretty fun game to to at least end it on.
4: Yeah, it just was wild a part and of, crazy.
5: There was a part of me that was surprised that we didn't we didn't go for it on the fourth down and and said we kicked it to tie it up. There was a part of me that was surprised. Well, that was everything we had yeah. done to get up to that point. Well, yeah. dude,
4: there was
3: a lot of stuff. Like go for two after we scored at the end of end of regulation. Right. I okay. thought maybe we just go for the win right there after all that we had gone through. Right. Our team is just dead tired. I understand we had momentum, so I'm not gonna say it was the wrong call, uh, but just Monday morning quarterbacking, looking back, it's like that—that that was probably a shot where you could have pulled a Staley, you right. know, like yeah. be that ultra aggressive and say, "Hey, we're gonna win it right now." Right. Yeah. We need three yards. Let's go do right.
2: it. Right. Yeah, because I, I mean, when you're taking it to overtime, as we've said before, you're you're trusting a coin toss, and even the coin yeah. toss didn't go our way, but we were still able to hold them to an initial field goal, but. Um, continuing to throw praise at Herbert um, through the second most yards out of everybody this season. The only one to throw better was Tom Brady. And I believe he threw the third best, uh, third most amount of touchdowns behind Brady and Stafford. So more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes, more yards than Patrick Mahomes. So suck it, Mahomes. <laughs> Do you see it? Because you better believe it. You Um, (laughs) jerk-ass. And then looking at history, um, I I, I saw this as well, and I was shocked that this wasn't the most in team history, but Justin Herbert threw, uh, had 64 attempts uh, (laughs) last night's game. Uh, But surprisingly, Phillip Rivers had a game where he threw for 65, which is insane. (laughs) So I can't believe that that didn't set a team record, but... Manischewitz, that was. I, it, looking at it, that was a four-hour game.
5: Yeah, it was it that long? I, 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 I was looked so at the clock. Exhausted when that was over. Man. Yeah,
2: I mean, the game started for for my time. It was six twenty, and I, near the end, I was looking up, and it was past ten o'clock. It was going past ten fifteen. So that was a long game, <sighs> long game. But uh, but Justin Herbert continues to impress. Um, and then some of the standouts for our team this year: Joey Bosa got himself 10 and a half sacks. Good for him uh kaiser white wow got a whopping 144 solo tackles this year sign the man give the man 10 his tackles, money 10 yeah, solo yeah. Tackles a
3: game almost
5: that's a lot yeah. um and he was used so much i don't see how coaches like now nah, we'll, we'll replace him with somebody like he was he played so well that yeah. you have to get him back yeah for please
2: sure. pretty pleased with the cherry on top um austin eckler I think this guy, I think this guy is going really underappreciated right now, you know, across the league, um, had 911 rushing yards, uh, 70 receptions for 647 yards. So 1,558 yards, total yards and 20 touchdowns, 21 touchdowns in 16 games. He didn't
3: didn't play against the Texans 16 games. he, He was averaging more than a touchdown a game.
5: Yeah. So he's basically become the. We talked about it when when I we interviewed him at the very beginning of the year. Like, hey, you're going to be in that Kamara role. Like, he is better than the Kamara was. This is exactly right. what Kamara's yeah. numbers were when Lombardi was yeah. with the Saints. So, and he's the only he's the oh. second
3: Charger with 20 touchdowns in a season. Him and LT are the only two. Yeah, yeah. That is some That's good some company. Pretty, pretty intense company to be with. Yeah, hell I mean, yeah, very it
2: intense. is. Yeah, I mean, and I think it was the second most touchdowns uh only to jonathan taylor i think for for the colts so just uh, going extremely underappreciated austin eckler having himself a hell of a seat season, season all things considered and mike williams 76 receptions over a thousand yards 1146 nine touchdowns keenan allen 106 receptions uh over uh, 1138 total yards six touchdowns i mean Two thousand yard receivers,: Yeah, uh, the, we've got playmakers, man. We've got guys that can get the job done, and I mean, we, we know we know what the issues are, and I'm sure the coaches are aware of it as well. Oh, and yeah. now now we've got eight months, eight months to figure it all out. Well,
5: <laughs> and think, think of it uh, here's the way I, I, I want to think of it, is that yes. they, we put out some game tape for free agents. I think people will go and look at that and see what kind of quarterback we have and when you see that and you're like I'm a good defensive player I can go step in step in there and help this defense there's the sky's the limit. Yeah. So I think if anything he put up good you know we put up good tape for some free agents to be like oh shit I should probably get up in there. Go go help her 100% out agree. One, one Yeah,
3: I think that, That's I the think that the Chargers are, are a good landing spot now to be at, you know. We have the Yeah, we didn't make the playoffs which sucks um but you have but all we competed. the pieces yeah you have yeah. all the pieces to be a really really good team we just need a couple of those those I, honestly i don't think it's going to be a couple. i think it's going to be a pretty big overhaul some mm-hmm. parts of our team but um we're we're close so i i think it's a it's a good landing spot for uh, those big time free agents if we want to pay them big time all right gang well now we need to look over to the fan-sided family
2: of podcasts and talk about the blind-sided podcast uh, the Players' Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast called Blind Sighted. This show will share the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. This podcast allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges people face. Guests this season include Kevin Love, Paul Bissonnette, and Kurt Warner. Uh, Blind is a podcast about sports, mental health, and life hosted by former NHL goalie, Corey Hirsch, and psychiatrist, Dr. Diane McIntosh. The podcast will share and analyze the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and what happened when it did. The podcast lets listeners hear these athletes describe moments when mental health became the most important focus on their lives. So go on over to the Fan Sided Family of Podcasts and check out the Blindsided Podcast. All right. Looking over at Twitter, Fernando Ramirez tweeted out Chargers safety Derwin James on the performance of quarterback Justin Herbert. James said Herbert was amazing. He has been amazing all season. I hate we didn't get it done for him.
5: Which yeah, you could see you saw James on the sideline getting all pissed off, especially like Harris had one of his worst games. He, he just played so poorly. Yeah. That I don't. I, what,
3: what's crazy is they had Chris Harris running around with Renfro the whole game. Mm-hmm. He was like spying it. That that he was playing in the slot and just spying Renfro the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm surprised they didn't get taken advantage of more. To be honest, yeah. Um,
2: Brandon Staley says on how quarterback Justin Herbert played in fourth quarter and overtime. He said that's why I hate that we aren't in the tournament because he's one of the best players in the NFL. I hate that he's not in the tournament competing against the best players in the NFL, and I hate it for him. So.
3: We all coach. We all same coach.
2: We all feel it. And it's, it's good to, good to see him say that, you know, it's not, he's at least acknowledging what we're all feeling and and it's not the situation of like, well, coach, he doesn't understand this or he doesn't get that. It's like, no, he gets it, dude. Like he understands what everything that's been going on.
3: Well, right now all the shade is coming on coach. Yeah. None of it's like, Oh, Herbert didn't perform. Couldn't get his team in the playoffs. He doesn't have it. It's, did Coach Staley's decisions to go for it on fourth down and call a timeout at the end of the game and is did that cost them a playoff berth? So,
0: which the, I think uh, is the,
3: good. It's an opportunity yeah. for coach to respond, and it puts, yes. yeah. it doesn't put all the the weight and the whole season off season of pressure onto the guy onto the guys. Right. Sure. Because well, I, mean, I mean, there was plenty of drops, <laughs> like plenty of drops. There was a fumbled punt return, but all you're hearing about is kind of Coach's decisions, which is good for the players.
2: Yeah. No, I think uh, I think I saw that Chargers had the most drops out of any team this season. We led with the amount of drops. We had the most drops.
3: So, and then we had another illegal. We had another illegal man down field penalty in this last game On that was Filer, huge. Yeah. Like, golly, guys, clean this crap up.
5: Yeah. Well just the the craziest one was the Jones not landing on the ball with the strip sack. It would have put it at a sudden 20 God, yeah. with extra time on the clock. Like That's I was just laying in bed so much. after that game what, just the first, like
3: I forgot about this the fuck. very first drive they fumble and it goes out at the one instead of going yeah. through the pylon. The
5: touchback. Just yeah. so
3: many little things that were just like, man, it just did not get lucky.
2: Right. That's why it, you can't put it on just one thing. Like no. yes, if one of these things changed could it be a difference on how the game turns out? Absolutely, but you can't just say that that was the only reason. Right. You had Andre Roberts fumbling the ball. Um. You missed had like field goal. You had the missed field goal, which I mean, that was a pretty long field goal. I I'm not mad at him for missing that. That was asking a lot for him. Um, but the
5: Ra- the Raiders kicker made his from that distance plus to win the game. So sure, yeah. he's the better I, kicker, I, I obviously. F- Kickman's or kick man, and I I appreciate everything he's done up to this point. But anytime your coach kicks, puts you on gotta the field, kicks. you got to make the kick gotta sure. make it man
2: sure um but i mean like i said there's there's multiple things that occurred in yeah, this game for sure that you can't just put it on one thing yeah no nope. um it's a team
5: loss it was yeah. a team
2: loss and staley uh responded on his thoughts on the final time out he said we needed to get in the right grouping uh staley told the media via the team's website he said we felt like they were going to run the ball. So we wanted to get our best eleven personnel run defense in, make that substitution so we could get a play where we would deepen the field goal.
5: Uh, this whole like this whole thing where like they're talking about, you know, if we wouldn't have called the timeout, they would have just let the clock run out. No that's absolute horseshit. Yeah, no it's way. Just bullshit. They were gonna There's run the no ball way.
3: anyways. They, uh, that, absolutely. That's just a fact.
5: They were gonna run the ball.
3: Right. So I, don't, I really don't understand the 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 coaches call like timeout made a difference. He, needed, he wanted to get the guys on the field so we could stop them to make it a long field goal. Like right. What are we what are we talking here? We're saying that right they now came up with some perfect play because we called the timeout and caught us. Yeah, they ran the ball. Right. It's not like they ran some trick pass that caught us off guard because they had right. time no. to figure it out. Right. They just ran no. a basic zone play and
2: beat us up. Right. I think some people are thinking that we called the timeout to try to like save some clock or something like that. I don't know if no. that I don't I don't get that mentality. And it, it in my dumb. mind, it For was reasons. like, yeah. He just wanted to make some substitutions, he wanted to get the right play, and wanted to get the yeah. right guys on the field. Obviously, it didn't make a difference because we still gave up eight yards that play. But still, I mean, because yeah, what are you going to do that with the eight mindset. seconds?
5: What are, you, what are you trying to get after eight seconds? It doesn't matter. You tie well, if they well, miss this field goal, you tie and you go to the playoffs. Right. There was, so like everything well, about it doesn't make sense. That argument.
3: Well, the play he called the timeout with forty something seconds on the clock, right? And then they got the first down, and then they ran it down to two, and then kicked right. the field goal. So if we had stopped them and it was fourth down and. Two and they had a sixty-one yard field goal. Then maybe they punt and we have a chance to go win. But and at that's that what, point, that's what some people would say, I, I don't, I don't agree with them. But what, if you're
5: playing that, if you're playing that game, like you play the game where you just take a knee and that's over, you both go into the playoffs. Right. Like it's a, it's a, it's a clearly not. Opinion.
3: But that that is not a coach daily take. Like he, he's always the reason that I think that there's a lot of talk about it is because he is an ultra aggressive coach. So right. it looks like an ultra aggressive move when that wasn't. It's not that situation. That's not why he. I, that's I not think the intention.
5: I. I don't. But I think for him, like if if we got into that situation, I think they would have taken a knee and just taken that game. Right. What they had to do to get back into that game to get it into overtime. You saw what coach's mentality was when he didn't go for it on fourth down, when mm-hmm. he kicked the field goal to tie it. It wasn't a let's go, t- let's go stomp on their throats. It was, holy shit, we're still in this. Let's not f it up. And that's I the agree. vibe I got at the end
3: I of the I agree. Game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's we're what we're all in agreement. The, the outside, the skeptic. I want to argue with somebody, goddammit. Yeah, <laughs> chill out. The skeptic <laughs> of the timeout <laughs> is saying that he's being ultra aggressive. Right. But we know based on what was going on in the game that's not what he was doing. He was just trying to get the right guys on the field.
2: Right. Yeah. Um Bill Barnwell tweeted out uh, very very confused. So Basashia kicked because he wanted to face the Bengals and not the Chiefs, which makes sense, but before the Chargers took the timeout, he was happy to just run the clock out and face the Chiefs. And this is in response to Randy Scott saying Derek Carr just confirmed on NBC that the Chargers timeout changed the Raiders plan.
3: Derek Carr is a dumbass. He's, He's just a, a liar. Pl- like, what What do you mean it changed your plan? <laughs> what were you going to do? You weren't going to run the ball? You were going right. to take a knee? Bull, bull crap, Derek yeah, Carr. Liar. You're a big idiot. You're just trying to throw shade at the Chargers. Because we have a better quarterback, than you do for 180 yards
5: in five quarters, you suck,
3: and you're gonna lose. You're gonna get you're you're gonna get stomped in the first round.
5: I can't (laughs) wait for this first round, dude. Let's go, Burrow. Smack these Raiders around, dude. Dude, That would be awesome. Are
2: gonna stomp the Raiders? Didn't they already? I can't remember all all the
3: teams that played this year. I feel like even if they win, they're gonna face the Chiefs, and they're gonna Chiefs will put up 41 on them, like they've done twice already this season.
5: There you go. Yeah, Bengals beat them 32 13. Let's get another one of those tasty morsels of meow meow time (laughs) we're so salty
2: (laughs) we are (laughs) can't help it
5: Um, it's gonna feel like this till the draft just get ready
2: i mean it's and honestly it's because it's the raiders like if it was almost any other team i don't know i mean we'd be upset don't get me wrong but i don't think we would be quite throwing shade and salt and all that kind of stuff like it's just it's because it's the raiders
5: and just just so everyone knows, us here at Charger Chat reserve the right to delete anyone that just goes into our YouTube comments and writes yeah. raiders. F- deleted. So just yeah, don't yeah. waste your time. Get out yeah. of here. We reserve um, all rights to guys, block assholes. We
3: talked about the draft. That that's like the next nice thing we have to look forward to. Guess what number right. pick we have?
2: Seventeen. Phillip Rivers, baby. We got some that's luck right. coming at seventeen. You know it. So look, that's it's right. a lucky number. Um. Let's see. Continuing on Twitter, Fernando Ramirez tweeted out: "Chargers Brandon Staley, this is just the beginning for us. We're going to have a tremendous off season together. We're going to learn from this, and we're going to grow from this, and we're going to come back in a really, really big way together." That's the hope, I believe Coach.
5: it. I believe it. Me, I mean, the, the thing. I'll the thing with when this, I believe it. the thing with this is the the culture is already changing this isn't a team that sits back and lets shit happen to them anymore so if anything this year the culture and the vibe has definitely been different next year you have to win you have
3: to win the nfl is about winning i love the culture change i love that the guys are friends you have to win football games so it's time next year now we got to win we got to get in the playoffs we got to make a push we should be super contenders and Justin Herbert's third year—that's just bottom line.
5: I'm just yeah. really pulling for—I'm pulling for Staley, and I'm wanting. I hope this defense is a top ten defense next yep. year. It, it, it needs to be. It needs to be,
2: I, and I think that's going to be the the big difference because I I can't remember at what point we decided that we got Staley, but it wasn't right after the season. Like there, I think it was well after the Super Bowl, probably a month or so after that
5: so well it was right after he got eliminated with the rams against the green bay packers we interviewed him like the three days after that and signed him up
3: oh really it was that okay i I thought it was after
5: the super bowl so yeah either way
3: 17th it was pretty gross okay um well even still i mean he didn't have his coaching staff he didn't didn't have his coaching staff they
2: were still making decisions coming up with game plans so i mean he's got a little bit of, like kevin said you know the the culture has already been established yep. as far as what yep. this is going to be, and so now they can just build on top of that moving right. forward. And I'm excited to see it. I'm right along there with them. Um, and folks, don't forget to go on over to ChargerChat.com. Uh, check out the members section on our page where you can chat it up with other tears and uh, pick up some sweet merch. And if you have questions for Ask Bold Fam, you can throw them up over there at ChargerChat.com. All right. Well, now it is time to go on to the next segment. Fan focus. Let's see what fan uh, risked coming on for this episode. Oh. All
5: right, guys. We're back with another fan focus, and we have a very, very special person. We have Senora Snappy. What is going on, Senora Snappy?
1: good to see you again.
5: It's good to see you. Thank you so much for coming on. And I wish it could have been under better circumstances. I wish the stupid Raiders would have just missed a field goal and we would have played a little better defense.
1: Yeah, I know. It was uh, was tough to watch, especially um, when they got into overtime. But it was super exciting seeing within the last 30 seconds of the quarter just how uh, how the offensive line rallied together and how Justin Herbert was able to just move the ball and move the chains and I mean they think they had over 15 plays in that last yeah uh,
5: it was wild drive. it was wild like it was like the ups and downs. like I was telling you before we started like I was getting prepared for the loss and then Justin decides to go all he-man and like <laughs> go for it and he's just the shining star of that game so Thanks for coming on. We, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, maybe I don't want to talk about Chargers right now, but I want to talk about Chargers because it makes me feel better. So thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, Yeah, just like you said, even just the last couple of minutes of the game, getting prepared for like the loss and the mental, emotional, and even physical like aftermath of, oh my God, what happened? Um, It was really interesting seeing too, just how the commentators, uh, the last five minutes of the game, they already had wrapped it up and were, Saying like, "Oh, here's who the Raiders are gonna play next. Here's where they're gonna go. Here's what they're gonna do." And I was like, "Guys, there's there's five minutes left."
5: <laughs> and we have Justin Herbert.
1: And we have Justin Herbert. Like, just just wait and see what happens before you're just like, uh, ah, you know, we're done for the night."
5: That's smart. I love it. So, all right, cool. Let's find out more about you, Senior Snappy. How did you become a Charger fan?
1: Yeah, um, I would say that probably the journey of becoming a starter, a Chargers fan uh, started in. I want to say 2017 or 2018, uh, when me and Senior Snappy actually got together, uh, we came to LA for a vacation and he took me to my first NFL game. And it was at Subhub Stadium and the Ravens were playing the Chargers. And um, it was really incredible because I had never been to a tailgate, never experienced any kind of professional football game. When we got to the stadium, uh, we kind of had the same experience that you and the other guys on the podcast had with walking through Sunday Alley and being like, Oh my God, it's like Disneyland. This is incredible. Like I didn't know people did things here at, at NFL games and, uh, got together and just celebrated the fact that they were rooting on their team that they had been supporting for a really long time. Um, So when we got into the stadium and Philip Rivers came out onto the field, I was like, oh my God, who is that guy? (laughs) He was so tall and just had such a a presence. And, um, you know, you could tell that there was something really special about him. And I hadn't seen too many of the past games that he had done um, because I grew up a Seattle Seahawks fan. And so even when I went to the tailgate, I was a little bit nervous about wearing Seattle Seahawks gear. I was like, oh no, I feel like that's so disrespectful to like, <laughs> <laughs> come into somebody else's stadium. But um, all, all of the Charger fans that I met there were um, amazing. And they wanted to talk about just the differences between the two teams and um, what I thought about uh, the Chargers. And um, so granted, like the... The the Chargers ended up losing that game to the Ravens, um, but it was really amazing because that was the season that Philip Rivers brought Antonio Gates out of retirement and they were making the last push for the, um, the playoffs. And so that was really cool to be able to go and see that and experience that.
5: Yeah, that's awesome. And and now you and Senior Snappy are like a, a, my main stop when I get to uh, the Chargers tailgate. You guys have the Rivers Lake and um, the website and you guys and you're honestly some of the <laughs> best tailgating food I've had is Senior oh, Snappy's.
1: Thank you. thank you. Yeah, um, I think it was actually Senior Snappy's idea to um, have barbacoa. So it was just a dish I had never made before. Cool. I, and really?
5: I, no way. Yeah shut yeah. up
1: yeah um but yeah it was it was amazing being able to feed you and to feed uh Wally and and coach and um even mike modeling he had stopped by at one point i didn't get to feed him but he had a yacht tot and he thoroughly enjoyed that so. nice nice <laughs> um but yeah it was incredible being able to um to have such a positive response to what it was that i was making and it was a really big encouragement to be able to be like, oh, okay, I can actually do this. I can make food. I can interact with people and like we can talk about what's going on and what's gonna happen for the game, what we think is gonna happen, what we hope is gonna happen. Yeah. And just been a really incredible experience. Well, and I'm
5: I'm looking forward to your next tailgate meal. And what are you <laughs> what are you doing in your mind to get like we have a lot of off time ahead of us. You know, there's a lot of what do what do you as a Charger fan do in this this downtime? What do you do?
1: Um, Well, one of the things that I'm going to be doing is trying to support um, the Rivers Lake project. Um, Senior Snappy, along with a couple of other writers, um, have started to uh, create content and one of the things that we also want to do is try to branch out into different subject matters that maybe other Charger fans would be interested in, whether it's um, music, local entertainments, um, different food options as well, and just getting people excited for what's going to be coming for the next season. Cause it's going to be here faster than we realize. Yeah. And, and so we're looking for writers. We're looking for people that contribute and we're looking to, uh, make people excited. Like even with the loss to the Raiders last night, um, even a couple of fans that I've met that have been diehard, dedicated people, um, they were, you know, kind of upset about what happened and like emotionally a little off, you know, like like you said too earlier, like you kind of had to process what happened. Yeah. But then you were like oh, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's what we're gonna try and do is just um, focus on off season um john kigley joined the team he was formerly on locked on chargers and cool. uh nick who's done nick a several- defense
5: huge he's <laughs> one of our he's i've he, read one of his articles on rivers Lake. it is fantastic so it's he's he's a good get he's a good get for sure yeah.
1: yeah um they've they've just been trying to get people together who are um just excited and passionate about the chargers um and want to make things that can um further bring the community together um, and further just make people look past the, you know, the things that didn't work out this season and to be excited for the next one, because for Justin Herbert to have been able to do what he has for just being a, a, you know, a second season rookie. I mean, that's, that's incredible. That's mind blowing to see what he was able to accomplish.
5: Exactly. Well, and a lot of people, you can't just like turn off the charger switch. Like I, I'm not <laughs> done getting content and like wanting to like interact with everyone, so let's just keep this rolling. So, um, let's let's get you out of here on this one, senora Like, what do you want to see these chargers do um, in the uh, you know the Senior Bowl? Like, what what are you most looking forward to player related that we might get in the future? Like, what what event are you most looking forward to?
1: Um. You know, I, I really enjoyed the, the training camp and it was really cool seeing how, um, just even with practice, seeing what all of the players had to go through and what they, they kind of starting from the very beginning of the building blocks of taking what they learned in practice and then applying it into the live action. Um, so I think that'll be a really great experience to see that all over again because I think that people will walk into the, even just those training camps with a uh, a better perspective of okay, here's how the last season went. Like maybe they're gonna apply and do some things differently. That then when we see those things in practice and see them live action, like oh, whoa, they actually made that happen. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah absolutely And know it's exciting and you know let's uh let's keep it going charger fans we're we're rolling we're not going to stop so keep doing what you guys are doing at rivers lake i love all that material say hi to senior snappy for me
1: i will yeah absolutely um anybody who wants to contribute any kind of content um like i said just go to riverslake.org you can contact senior snappy and he'll put you in the right places and make things happen
5: love it love it so much so all right well thank you so much for your time and uh we will talk to you very soon
1: yeah, thank
2: you. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. All right, senor snappy, let's go. Already turning us around. Let's love go. it.
5: Yes. Positivity. Yeah,
2: if we can if we can turn her around from being a Seahawks fan, I think we can all <laughs> turn around our, our mindsets right can now. Be yeah. done.
5: <laughs> can be done. But I'm excited for the next time I get to go to a tailgate and try yep. some more of her yes. food because that shit's good. No. Yeah, we'll definitely
3: be getting tailgate park, parking passes next year. We got to get on top oh, of for that. For sure. Jeff.
5: Yeah. Are we gonna upgrade? Are we gonna move down or are we staying where we are? I don't, do I don't know. I,
3: I guess people gotta let us I don't know how the ticket licensing things works. I don't wanna have to buy new PSLs. So I don't know yeah. how all that works. We'll, figure, we'll it it figure it out. We'll figure <laughs> it out. we <We'll laughs> we'll get, get it squared I think we away. got some
5: time. Yeah. yeah. We got some time.
2: Um, but yes, don't forget to go on over to riverslake.org to check out uh all of what's going on over there because yes, we they, they're bringing on such such famous writers as Nick defense huge. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yes. If you like if you like those Ass Bolt fans where we fall apart laughing yeah. and crying and like mm. almost throwing up, that most of those are Nick Defense Huge. And he writes some really he's very he's a good writer. Like very if you go check writer, out yeah. some of his stuff, it's very good and a different sensibility to us Americans because he's from um from the UK. From so across the
2: pond, yeah.
5: Definitely good. I would recommend go checking him out because it's 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 fun. I love what they're doing over there.
2: There you go. Thank you again, Senora Snappy, for coming on and making delicious food and welcoming us into your tent at yes. the at the Snappy side of, uh, of Thunder Alley. Um, all right, gang. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. You know them. You love them. love them. It's the Craig Experience, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Oh. <laughs>
6: Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. Oh. great. Experience. Hello there Make yourself at home Got some stuff to talk about right Moving on Yeah this one hurt I'm not gonna even like lie to you guys I am struggling right now I am driving the struggle bus And uh, I'm not gonna make light of any of you And your feelings Because I 1000% empathize But we'll do what we always do and walk through this together because we are the Bolt fam. And before you know it, a few weeks will have gone by. This thing will start to subside. We'll be talking off season stuff, draft stuff and looking forward to 2022. We just got to get through this rough patch first. So let's get off and rolling. CC gang, the biggest of salutes to the rest of the boat fam, what is going on she got craig in texas and welcome to another edition of the craig experience and somehow we have uh reached the conclusion of the 2021 nfl football campaign for the uh los angeles chargers our los angeles chargers and boy was that one hell of a roller coaster ride uh from beginning to end and i'm kind of sitting here in all that the season has concluded already because that was pretty quick considering there was an additional week and uh what can we say uh did we anticipate it ending in the fashion that it did no um to the team that it did hell no but yeah here we are and There are a lot of things to take away from Sunday's game, most of which I won't get into because the guys are breaking it down for you. And honestly, who wants to have someone else help you relive the pain? So we will do what we do over here, what we does, and that is talk about the positives and what is more positive than number freaking 10. Look, let me uh, express this really quickly. The fact that Ben Roethlisberger has done everything within his power to end his own professional career, essentially has announced that he wants to retire, starts his little farewell deal over the last week and essentially gets to like Walker, you know, like the elderly walkers and sometimes they have like the uh tennis balls on the bottom for the grip that's what he's using to walk into the playoffs meanwhile uh mr bionic justin he-man herbert has to retire to his cryogenic chamber until uh the fall and how was that fair i'm sure i speak for the majority of us when i say that I have not seen a performance like that to end a game in my 38 years on this planet. He literally single-handedly brought the team back from essentially being buried alive. Late in the third quarter, I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of convinced that that was a wrap. I mean, I'm never gonna walk away from a Chargers game, at least not in the third quarter. I don't believe I've ever done that. Actually, I think I sat through almost every bad Chargers experience all the way to the bitter end because apparently I'm a glutton for punishment. But from the point where he throws that pick in the fourth quarter to Casey Hayward, we all probably just assumed it was a wrap. But then Homeboy decided that at some point he had had enough and he hit the God of War button and just decided, man, F it. I got it. And decides that he's just going to go take over. Now, I'm not sure why it took the offense that long to kind of really get rolling, but they just own the ball for basically the last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. And he went nuclear. I mean, bringing them back from 15 down to get them into overtime. And oh, yeah, we all had to suffer through the whole tie thing. That was a literally was a story for a week. And the exact scenario plays out only in charger land does stuff like this happen I I'm convinced it's just a thing for us but uh I'm I will go to war with that dude or for that dude if I catch anybody saying anything negative anybody we might have to throw hands ten has been adopted into my family he is. He might as well be one of my kids. You can't touch one of my kids. You can't say anything about him. If you do, you got to deal with me. That's where I am with it right now. So, uh, yo, know, keep your hands off of 10. It's my 10. It's my guy. Respect him or else. So needless to say, you had a tremendous sophomore season. So that whole slump thing that everyone was trying to play up because they need a narrative and it's, you know, clickbait-ish and gives people something to talk about. It's provocative. Uh, he went ahead and dispelled all of that. Uh, we had year one of Brandon Staley, BSB. Uh, some of the bsb worked out. Some of it didn't. Uh, but again, it's kind of the ebb and flow when you're taking chances like that. And I'm going to be real with you, dog. I was, I say my butt cheeks were clenched on those four down plays. I mean, cause at that point you have to do it. It's not really an option. So it's less BS being and more of, Hey, just got to do what you got to do. But either way, who we, I've not dealt with my blood pressure being that high. I don't think that's healthy for someone my age. I mean, not really old yet. That's debatable. Um, but man, come on. That was, Freaking crazy. And uh, you know, some of the decisions that Staley made, some people are gonna question. Some of them were a little eh, like going forward on fourth down, inside your own 20. That was different. The play calling on the third and fourth down, turning over on downs, essentially risking um the Raiders scoring seven instead of three. It was different. Play calling, that's a Joe Lombardi thing. We won't broach that. But just in general, overall for the year, it was Staley's first crack at it. So people that are freaking out and jumping off of the boat about it, look, man, give the dude a chance. He was coaching what, D3 ball five years ago. He's going to get better. There are areas of improvement, but what we can't say is that he's not an innovative dude because he is. And he definitely understands the game of football regardless as to whether or not you agree with some of his decisions uh, he established a culture and that's what he's going to continue to work on what we learned was that he meant what he said about not just participating we go out to win whether or not you liked him calling a timeout on that last possession before the field goal truth of the matter is this if his goal was to go out there and set out the best run defense to stop a play that he felt was coming even though it didn't work if we're going to go by strictly what he's saying then he's sticking to his guns he wants to win so he planned to go out there stop them and then you know wherever the chips fell from that point is where they fell but he didn't want to just like acquiesce and given to whatever the moment called for because it's what everyone else thought it was supposed to be so i respect them for that and you're gonna stick by your guns then i i honor that as well i mean be a man of your word if that's what you're gonna be then be that uh, the second you start compromising then people start questioning you you don't want to be that guy it's, it's the quickest way to find yourself in the uh, bad graces of fans maybe even your organization so hats off to brandon staley and the effort that he put forward in year one i'm very happy that he's our head coach and i look forward to what he's going to bring to this team moving forward because i think there's going to be drastic improvement i see probably some significant turnover on the defensive side of the ball and they're going to do what they have to do to help herbert out because i mean they said at the beginning of the year the offense is going to be built around him so i have you know a ton of confidence in the fact that Staley's going to do all he can to provide what he said that he wanted to. That faith lies in Staley. Notice I said Staley. We'll see where it goes from there, but you guys get what I'm getting at. Add to that, there were some guys that showed some tremendous improvement this year. I mean, we're talking Chinnam, Kaiser, Nas, Jerry Tillery, hell, Trey Pipkins and that's a nod to the coaching staff and again feather in the cap of Brandon Staley for hiring the right guys we've not seen player development to this degree in quite some time as a matter of fact uh, some of the names I just rattled off have been on the roster for a few years and they've either been stagnant or come very close to the b-word uh so I'm looking forward to seeing how things materialize over the course of the next few years. I've been saying it for a while now. I thought this team was a year away anyways. So next year, I'm expecting some real growth, uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, because uh, they're probably going to make some moves in the interior and uh, get the edge guy some help. So that means a better Joey, uh, a better Chenna, Should he be resigned? And yes, he should along with whomever else they bring in which is going to help out the back end and be some changes there as well so guys keep your heads up about it i know that this year was kind of all over the place you dealt with the like last case of emotion i get it i was right there with you but don't give up on your team man it's trending up this year was by no means a failure uh, again it didn't end the way we wanted it to but hey that's fandom that's being, you know, behind an organization, behind a football team 100%, you're going to have to deal with the ups and downs. I sound like a broken record because I've said it a million times, but it's true. Ride with it, die with it. If you love it, you got to live with the results, good or bad. I will get you out of here on this. That was one hell of a season, and regardless as to how you feel about it, one thing's for certain, There's a lot to be optimistic about when it comes to the Los Angeles Chargers. And above all else, we got one hell of a swinging D at quarterback. And that always gives you a chance. So let's get through this little rough patch. Let's watch the playoffs. Even if you have to suffer through it, I know I will because I love the game of football. So I can't help it. Gotta watch. And we'll move into some draft stuff. Talk about some prospects you know, dive into the roster and some other stuff around the league and players that may want to come to uh, L.A. and just keep it pushing like we always do. Fellas, Kev, Coach Dub D, love you. What do you guys think about uh, the prospects of this team moving into next year? Do you guys agree with me that they're probably a year away or do you think that uh, there's a little bit more work to be done than even what I'm alluding to. Talk to me about how you're feeling. To the rest of you guys, you know what it is. Win, lose, even to the Raiders. Ball gang or do not bang. Catch on the next one. Okay, love you, bye.
5: Thanks, Craig. You got me all pumped up, dude. Got me all <laughs> pumped up again for next season. Very well put, dude.
2: Yeah, it is, it is wild to have it end as it did, because as we, we talked about what all had to occur in the previous episode, you know, Steelers had to win and they took it to overtime and barely won by a kick. And then who, who saw the Jaguars just beating the snot out of the Colts? Like that, that came out of nowhere. That was just like, okay, well, yeah, it was- surely this won't go to overtime, and it, it's just it's crazy how everything went in the direction that it did and ended up being what it was. Um, and it's it's just it's wild. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I, As, as far with as the him. prospects for next yeah. year,
5: yeah, I'm I'm, pros- I'm just pumped for him to like. I'm pumped to see what Justin does in basically the only first time in his career where he's been in the same system with the same. offensive coordinator for two straight years right like as long as we can keep lombardi i want to see them build off of this to see where he started to where he was at the end like he's picking up that offense and where is he going to even go from there and then going off what craig said defense man let's just sign those guys that were stars this year get do what we got to do to bring those guys back and then let's bring in some fresh blood that wants to come compete yeah i think there's i agree i think there's
3: going to be a pretty big overhaul on the team but the core of what you would need to be a successful football team is there. Mm-hmm. You have you have Keenan, you have your quarterback, you have a defensive end, pass rusher and Joey Bosa, you have an all-star safety in Derwin James. Our pieces that you need a franchise are there. And two of them are still reasonably inexpensive with Justin Herbert and uh, Derwin James. Right. Both yeah. still on rookie type. I know Derwin got his his fifth year add-on, but um, you have like now is the time put all the chips in we have to go overhaul this thing to get it to a place where it's not just good but we should be a 12 13 win team next year that's that's really what my expectation is going into next year coach like craig said this is a first year head coach a fourth right fourth year in the nfl fifth year in the nfl coach right he started out great and we all got excited but that's still the reality he had a lot of stuff that he learned and grew in this year. Um, and I think we, that next step is next year. I think 13 wins is where I'm at right now as far as expectation for where we'll be at 13 plus wins. Mm-hmm. Amen.
2: Yeah. I, and that, that we still had a winning season. We, yeah. we got to play the season all the way up to the very end with meaningful football. Whereas last season we were out by, I mean, like the last what, couple games were just like pointless and we were talking about losing out so we could get a better draft pick and, mm-hmm. and we won. So
5: it was and, like, and of all the teams in the playoffs right now, we beat four, four out of the seven of them. Mm-hmm. So like, you just look at the kind of our resume this year. It's still very impressive what we were accomplished. And right. I will never forget what we did against Kansas city that first game. Yeah, like that is still like yeah. you
2: got to see it in person,
5: like uh, the most unreal feeling. I'm I'm very thankful for for how some of these games went.
3: Yeah, it's just I think that that needs to be the constant, you know, like we had games where we dominated the Raiders. We kicked the crap out of them in that first game. Yeah, we beat up the Chiefs, the Broncos. We dismantled this last time we played them. That has to be the consistent football that we play for 17 weeks. Yep. And that's what you see out of the Packers and at you, out of the Bucks These these teams that are at the top of the league, they just do it consistently every week. They don't have these fall-off duds completely blow a game. Mm-hmm. And that's what we had this year. So yeah. I think that's the evolution that we need to see coming to next year, and I expect to see is that we become a more consistent football team.
5: Yeah.
2: Big time. Craig, thank you for reminding Thanks, us brother. all to be yeah. shamelessly positive because that is what we need to do right now. We need to Hold our heads up high and remember who's on this team. We've got playmakers, and we've got we're we have the we're tied for the second most players that are going to be going to the Pro Bowl this year. So we've got guys, we've got some studs on this team, potentially more if we've got our alternates in there. So um it's it, nothing to be ashamed of. So um, all right. Well, now it's time to go on to ask Bolt Fam. Let's see how it goes this week. <laughs> <laughs> Time to put your money where your mouth is.
7: Ooh, hi, guys.
2: Don't jam a thumb
7: up his bottle. That what do you do. I wet
2: my sense in excitement. Both are hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Good luck, your boy. All right, gang. Well, a lot of you showed up for this. Ask Bolt Fam. And, Shock- uh, honestly,
3: I'm shocked. Yeah. yeah, I was expecting like five or six. <laughs> <because> well, <I'm, laughs> I have been like hiding from all things social media. For the last day, so yeah, yeah, power to you guys for getting right back on here and asking us some questions.
5: Yeah, I love. love. I think there's the energy. I think people we're we're, we're coming together with with people because yeah. we just need. We all feel we, better yeah, when we can joke and have fun,
3: right? Hopefully, we can be that for you guys. Yes, the, yeah. the ray of sunshine that things will get better, that we will win a Super Bowl one day, just not this year.
2: Yeah. Not this year. Just not this year. It's not our year, guys. So, Um, all right. Well, let's start it off with an old favorite of ours, Daniel Lawalin, who asked the question. What's up, bro-chachos? So just because we wiped out and are paddling back to the mainland on a broken board with no fins does not mean we can fail to recognize that was one of the most epic games ever played. There was like seven fourth and ten conversions. Crazy! Can later on, dudes?
3: It was, it was an epic wave, It was a wild game. Wave. Wave. Man, the only thing... Like If you win that game, I, I would have, I was like, babe, what do I do if we win? Like, what am I, how, what, how do I react? I'm like, I'm going to go outside and just start screaming. He's like, oh, but our neighbor, I'm like, you know what? Our neighbor. She all work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Call the cops. They dare you. They're probably trying I, to this yeah. too.
5: Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. And dude, we like got on. Remember when we got on at we got on a yeah. FaceTime? I think you called uh, us wooly. Facetime. It was I right to. after we shut just down.
2: It was unbelievable that we were yeah. actually that we were still in the game. That was it. It was just like, okay. We, oh God, fourth down. Like I'm just I'm sitting in my chair, just like I'm doing this. Like I'm like yeah. talking into my hands. It's just like, please get this for <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> Herbert's done yeah. so much this year. He deserves this. Please let him do this. Like And oh, it was dude. just it was it was a really it was emotional because it was Like, like Craig said, like we were, it felt like by the third quarter, like this is done. We're done. Like it's, this is a shitty game. It's just another shitty game and, and we're done. But that the fact that we kept it going and kept it alive is nothing short of amazing. That, that was the craziest quarter ever
5: dude i grabbed i reminded me i grabbed i was like feeling down and my my third child we'll just call him give him numbers number three came up <laughs> number three came up and sat on my lap and i just kind of gave him a hug and right as i gave him a hug we scored like i think we scored so he couldn't leave me so basically i had oh. i was just like holding him and i was just age play got a little was tighter, he fighting a little away tighter. was he trying to get it away was just like was... he's like oh he uh, just like no, it was like it was like a cat when you grab him by the the neck. They're just like, okay. Oh shit, dad, what's up? But I held him for a whole overtime and fourth quarter, pretty much. So yeah, thanks, thanks on that number three. There you go.
2: All right, Daniel Lawal, thank you for reminding us how crazy of a game that was. Let's move crazy. it on now to bolts of pain. Who asked certified the question? Fresh. <laughs> Fresh certified. When does the pain stop? Well, depends on that's, who you are. Yeah. Like, it, honestly, like, it, it's the game still sucks, but like, I don't feel
5: the pain anymore. Yeah. I'm going to feel the pain until there's no more football games being played. Yeah. That's, what when gonna, that's when I'm going to, that's when as soon as the Super Bowl's yeah. done, that's when like it'll really feel like okay again.
3: That's a good call because when I watch the playoffs, because I will watch still because I'm a football fan. Sure. Yeah. When I watch the games, I'll be like, man, the Chargers should be playing right now. Yeah, or like any Herbert. any any week that we watch, like, oh, we could have played with this team. Exactly. So I do, I think the pain will stop. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought the pain had stopped, but I think the pain's gonna come back. It's gonna flare up once the, the games start this weekend. Mm. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that, that here's the hard the hardest part. There's gonna be pain for 31 teams. There's only yeah. one team yeah. that gets to, gets to celebrate.
2: Yeah, there's 31 so, teams that are going to be disappointed by the end of this season.
5: Yeah. You know what's going to suck bases. for the Raiders? Is they got this big, awesome win in their minds where they actually didn't do jack shit. They're going to go in there and get their <laughs> asses stomped next week, and that's going to really hurt. And yeah, I look that's... forward to seeing that. <laughs> there you go. Go
2: Bengals. Go Bengals.
5: Go Burrow. All Good right. Day.
2: Bolts of pain. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Mark Busnelli Jr., who asked the question? Tough loss, fellow Boltzmann. Are any of you curious why we didn't didn't put Pipkins in for Storm last night? kill of you, bye. <laughs> I yeah,
3: mean, it I is- was a little surprising. I don't know, you like you just don't see position switch outs on the offensive line unless somebody no? gets hurt. Oh, okay. It just it doesn't I like I don't I, even I remember the last that. time I've ever seen a guy get benched for poor play and mm. bring in another guy that's on the offensive line.
4: Mm.
5: I think it's something to be said too is like we gotta remember that you know we don't like to really look at the Raiders players, but Crosby's Max, no joke, man. He's oh, no, no. joke. He's one of the best in the league right now. Yeah. And and I think if you put anybody out there, they're gonna have trouble. Storm didn't do good. And I don't think that he, that's not a matchup that's great for any of our g- guys that are currently on our roster at right tackle. Mm-hmm. So, right. And, and obviously,
3: our coaches believe Storm Martin's better than Trey Pipkins, or else Trey Pipkins would have been starting. So, yeah. there's no point in a, a middle of the game, hope this works. Switch because it could have been worse.
5: Right. And we're all kind of slightly into Pipkins right now. Don't don't ruin <laughs> Say, that. Four five <laughs> weeks ago. If you would have this <laughs> question, would have never been <laughs> <happen, I'll> asked <laughs> on That's very true. It's very true. Never would have happened. He played no. two
3: good games, and now we're like, he's the next coming of yeah. Of we're good player. at right tackle. We're solid. Yeah, yeah we're solid. Yeah. We don't need any help.
5: Yeah. Not.
2: All good. Um yeah, I I I was a little surprised about that, but I didn't realize that that was that was the situation as far as like you don't just switch them out like that. I, but
3: I just I don't think I. I don't, Kevin, do you remember a time that you've ever seen that happen? I don't I don't. O line is just like a, these are our best no, guys to get it.
5: That's just yeah, I don't remember ever seeing that.
3: Okay, it's like running backs, it happens if you fumble, you get benched sure. sometimes. Sure. Quarterbacks, I guess, if they're just kind of on the border, anyways. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a tackle just straight pinch for poor boy. Hmm. No.
2: All right. Well, there you go, Mark Busnelli Jr. We all learned something today. Uh, Let's move it on now to fifth certified fresh who asked the question. Why did the coaching staff refuse to use tight ends to chip Max Crosby? The Raiders used it effectively against Bosa all game. Even when it was obvious Storm Norton was struggling, they gave him no
4: help.
3: Yeah, so they they did help. There was a, there were plays there where they were chipping. It, it wasn't as consistent as what the Raiders did to Bosa.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the Raiders basically said Bosa beat us last game, so they took him out of the game. Uh, even though he did still, still have got a, a strip, strip sack.
5: sack. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, but yeah, w- they did like there was a couple. But I agree, there was times where they would line the tight up down really tight, almost like he was gonna chip and he wouldn't. I don't know if they were trying to play mm. mind games, like, hey Max, we're coming. Just kidding. No, we're not. Mm. Um, but anytime you do that, you take, you basically take a tight end out of the route because you, that chip slows everything down and you got to, that means you're saying the other, the other three pass rushers that are coming, aren't going to get there because if that tight end chips, those other three guys got to hold up on their own for him to get back out into the route. Um, and we threw for 380 yards because we had guys in routes and opportunities to get open. So, um, yeah, the chips they did it a couple, but I agree. I, I would have liked to see more chips and just just take the guy extra guy out of the route. Um, our tight ends. I mean, Jared Cook had an okay game, um, but I think Mike Williams was the leading receiver. So just let the tight end sit in
5: there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't Cook have another drop? I remember having a moment like, God damn it, Cook, you son of <laughs> I think
3: he did. I remember. I think him had everyone had a drop. Yeah, I, I think,
4: think it wasn't
2: just <laughs> limited to him, but yeah, I think
3: Cook, Cook had a drop performed had have had a had couple drop. drops yeah can yeah. did have
2: a bad drop yeah, but i think palmer so,
3: had a drop i don't know i feel like there was just drop Eckler had a drop there everyone was dropping balls yeah
5: guyton was the only one not dropping balls and nicking. remember that one catch on the sideline yeah, like yeah, big time big plays catches. like i wouldn't be mad about you know bringing guyton back next year with kind of how we finished out that season you know mm-hmm. like I, he became a crush guy man. there
3: this, this is gonna be such an intense offseason There's so much that's gonna change. You're gonna have to let some of these guys go because Guyton was on a undrafted free agent, cheapy cheap deal. He's gonna get more, way more than he's getting paid right now.
5: I guess another way to look at it is you got Justin Herbert. You just get a good receiver out there. He'll he'll make him look great. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Seeing seeing
2: Palmer get get out there and make and making plays is very promising for the future with him being on the team. So yeah. Um. All right, well, there you go. Fifth, thank you for asking the question. Let's move on now to the Chargers nerd, a.k.a. Daniel, who asked the question. (laughs) Guys, we love the Chargers, and we also love the Charger chat crew. Did you know that? Well, it's true. Can't love you, (laughs) bye. Thanks, Daniel. Love you, too, brother. That was sweet of you to say. Yeah, Yeah,
3: I feel happy. Yay. The pain's go. gone.
4: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> but honestly, I was, just,
5: I was just talking to Adam about this, like just getting together and talking. Like I know it's it's stupid. And I was like, I don't want to do this tonight. As soon as I got here, my whole vibe changed. And stuff like yeah. that just makes me feel so much better. So thanks, yeah. Daniel.
2: There you go. All right. Thank you for asking the question, Daniel, of whether or not we knew. Because, well, if we didn't before, now we do. So thank you, you know, for that. You know. Um, uh, let's move it on now to Boya, Boya, B.O. Yeah. Fresh. Yeah. Like All right. Who well, asked the question, yeah. should we have gone for two at the end of regulation? I think so. Put destiny in the hands of the offense, not the defense in overtime.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was it a little
2: bit. It, it harkened back to that game against the chiefs that we yeah. had when we did go for two to put it away with Mike Williams yeah. getting the catch, but. I mean, you're putting. I mean, at that point, you're putting everything on one play, like win or win or lose. You go home, yeah. Or so. I mean, I I get the mentality. It's certainly something that we've seen before, but it's such a rare occasion that uh,
5: there's a part of me though that like literally everything was working. Like yeah. they they were, what six for six. Uh, yeah, I mean, on if you were talking about
2: keeping the momentum going, that would have absolutely been a part of that
5: like you want to put it in your best players hands like there's a you know it's so easy after the fact to be like that's the area that's where you do it that's where right. you do it right there mm-hmm. but at the same time we got down there and we did that and I was like oh god just get us into overtime like that yeah. was what was on my mind right
3: right yeah I think there would have been a lot more upset fans, <laughs> commentators, everything, if we had gone for it and not gotten it. Because yeah. you say we have the momentum. Our offense is driven down the field twice in a row, 70-plus yard drives for touchdowns. Um, and their offense hadn't really been doing anything in the for- there in the last couple drives of the fourth quarter. You have all the momentum. You think you should be able to get it done in overtime. So um, I think it was the conservative move, and it is a little bit against the Brandon Staley uh, mantra of put the put the game in your best player's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand why he did it. But it, I, looking back now, obviously I'm like, yeah, should have gone for it.
5: Yeah. Well, just to see him scramble on that first one, and like, just he just got it to Austin out of nowhere, just a broken yeah, play. He,
3: he was getting tackled, falling down, and threw a perfect ball, low perfect and outside ball. for
5: heck, yeah. Just. Yeah,
3: you I got. You got to get. Don't... You got to get three yards to win the game, or you go into overtime. and You got to have a 75 yard drive. So, it's. It, I mean, I it would have been. Looking back now, it's like, yeah, you should have gone for it. Uh, inside. Right. I think yep. coach learns from it. And next year, maybe you see it.
2: Right. So there you go, bo Yeah, Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Timo Kaiser, who asks the question. The podcast is only so long, Kevin. <laughs> I don't know.
4: <laughs>
5: Come back to me. <laughs> Come back to me. <laughs> Everyone else go first.
2: Thoughts on this tweet by Coach Dungy last night. Tony Dungey tweeted out the pass interference call on the Chargers at the end of the first half was an uncatchable ball. That last holding penalty, Waller starts out blocking. The defender sheds him and rushes the passer. That is not holding. 7 to 10 points at least on very bad calls. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, hey, tell us something we don't
3: yeah. know, man. That was—it's uh it's a neutral, neutral watcher. Doesn't have, isn't has a stake in the Chargers or the Raiders. I retweeted yeah. this because it is. It's like I hadn't really thought about it. I just kind of moved on. Some bad, bad calls happen. It's just mm-hmm. part of the game of football. You can't right. use that as an excuse for why we lost. Right. Uh, but yeah, it sucks. Obviously, because those are completely true. Like that Raider was never going to catch that ball. He just threw his hands up like a little baby and right. tried to yeah, draw yeah. a you know, collapse. call. Just ragdolled, yeah. And then, yeah, Darren Waller, if you're blocking and we think that you're pass blocking, you're allowed to grab him and throw him out of the way. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what he did. So, yeah, questionable calls, but they were called. And that was early in the game. You have plenty of time to respond and, and make up for it. So no, yeah. sucks, but it is what it is. It's football.
5: There you go, and I'm going to say it: certified fresh,
2: done. All right, there you go, <laughs> Timo World Kaiser. Nice. Yeah, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Kevin E. Fisk Jr., who asked the question. <laughs> Can we get a referee recap from Coach Kyle sometime this week? Oh
4: boy, oh boy.
2: <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, ref recap, boy, that would be. That would that's, be pretty painful, I think. That for because, you, Kyle. I, it,
5: because I'd be interested to find out like the breakdown of it, like like you just is saying that he engaged and could have held that block. Like I want to visually see what that is. So next yeah. time we get f-ed on a on a call, I want to be like, "Yep, that's fucking wrong." On and I know <laughs> wrong Coach again. told me. T- coach taught me a lesson. Uh, yeah. yeah,
3: we got a long off season. Maybe one of these weeks I'll toss I'll toss in a look. I, I just don't want to watch this game again. That's the hard part. No, I not, not just this game. game.
5: Every bad call against us this season, We're counting on okay. you. It'll yeah. Yeah, be great. It'll be super fun. It'll be the whole what a depressing episode. week. <laughs> that would be a washing tape.
2: Yeah. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that on Coach Kyle, but he might take a look at it there, Kevin. So thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Rivers Lake Lifeguard, who so asked the fresh. question. So 45 Fresh. <laughs> sure, you don't want to check your notes there? I tried,
5: I'm just winging it.
2: <laughs> Crikey! Yeah, why was there no penalty for the Raider player taking off his off their helmet? Was he jamming his thumb up his butthole or something, or what? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that was that that was Darius Phylon that did that, and yeah, I don't know why. Uh,
4: I don't know. Again, I've
3: seen it a lot lately. I've seen helmets just popping off and they don't, they kind of have pushed that that penalty to the side. Right now, they're more worried about if you say another word to the other team and you get a <laughs> taunting penalty. That's. It just seems like every year the NFL has these points of emphasis. They go, hey, right. this is the penalty you have to call every time. Mm-hmm. This is a point of emphasis you have to call it. This year, it's taunting and we've seen it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, it was the helmet thing and they've kind of lost sight of it. And it feels like they just don't call it anymore.
5: Mm-hmm. Maybe next year we'll be not calling stupid-ass penalties on the Chargers. Maybe they'll put an emphasis on that. Yeah, we had over 100 yards in penalties last night. Mm. And there wasn't one holding penalty against the Raiders when they were dealing with Joey Bosa all night. There's so many times I watched it just a hand reach out and just grab Joey and just pull him. Like, just bullshit. Yeah, it was rough. It is, we it still is lost. It is. It's I, not the reason why I, yeah, we lost. I've kind of but... just
3: given up on on referees and penalties. That is a dark, dark place to start getting, like, going back and looking at missed calls and right bad it's dark calls. It's like, there's nothing we can do. The referees right. are going to be bad a lot. You have to find a way to overcome it. That's just kind of the bottom line.
5: Right. It's just yeah. a dark alleyway full of this angry zebras just foaming at the mouth. <laughs> yeah. So it stay it away
2: is. From it. I mean, especially when they're just they don't get held accountable. So to get upset about it when you know that they're that nothing is really going to happen. It, that that's that is a dark I, hole I, to get I prom, into
3: yeah i promise you that referee <laughs> crew is not going to be the refs for the super bowl no nope. that, that's just that's what that's your only
5: consequence is you don't get the big games Not if tony dungy has anything to say about it right <laughs> yeah
2: all right well there you go rivers lake lifeguard thank you for asking the question let's move it on now to blonded surfer yeah yeah who asked the question lombardi's call on fourth and one inside our 20 was terrible Going forward was questionable as it is, but for Lombardi to call the exact same run to the left side on both third and fourth dunes surprised (laughs) nobody. Why not call a bootleg, a a fullback dive with neighbors? You're asking Eck to cover five to six yards for a one-yard gain when our O-line has been playing below average. Then third and six in overtime happen. Lombardi calls a jump ball to Mike. Why? Your team, your mantra, been all about all about trusting your offense (laughs) to convert fourth downs and score TDs. So why didn't Lombardi call a simple toss to Eck that gets you three to four yards? Heck, maybe even a first down that gives four more shots to score a touchdown and end the game. At least that way you can think about going for it on fourth and short. It's like the Chargers curled up and played not to lose. Instead of playing to win, the defense wasn't so hot either. So I don't see why they don't just win the game with Herbert, who was on fire, instead of trusting the abysmal disaster that was the defense. How do you guys feel about Lombardi as a situational play caller? It seems to me he gets very conservative when he's in tight spots.
5: I think, personally, I think Lombardi had a, had a, a lot of to him this year in terms of like, there's probably situations where he was asked to go for it on fourth down that he had never even considered in the right. past. Yeah, you got to get, possible. you got to get, as a play gotta caller, get,
3: you got to get used to that. You got to get comfortable with having those, yeah. those calls in your back pocket.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Um, and did, did I agree with you to go running up the middle twice when it didn't work. The first time is kind of bizarre. And I watched yeah, that, that play again. And that was a bad play call. Just the fake, just like where I wanted to see some more Justin Herbert keepers. Like the guys got legs, and they brought everybody down into that box. Um, so I, 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 I kind of have to agree with you there, Blonde Surfer. I, I don't
3: mind the Mike Williams throw, and again, I don't. I don't have the play in front of me. I don't remember. I was that was such an emotional watch. I wasn't looking at all of yeah, those. You were, we're like running up back. down your hallways. Yeah. You weren't even <laughs> yeah, watching yeah, that yeah. Play. I was crying, about to throw up, crap my <laughs> pants, all of it at the same time. Um, but I don't I don't know if 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 uh, Justin just saw the matchup and said, Hey, let's go. Right. I don't know if he if Lombardi called, like, hey, throw it to Mike. Um, it may have been something he checked into because he saw the matchup you wanted. He said, Let's go get this thing. And maybe he was yeah. just being ultra um aggressive. So there's sometimes yeah coach that that fourth down bad. Uh but the third and 6 jump ball, you can't say that that was a bad play call cuz that could hit. I mean Mike that's a, like we talk about all the time a 70-30 ball. I'll take that especially if it was a one-on-one nobody over the top Mike against a shorter guy a face a brandon face on like we didn't want face on. We cut him for cuz he wasn't good. So right. that should be a, a a a matchup that you go try to take advantage
4: of.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, there you go, blinded Surfer. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Gavin Gibson, who asked the question.
4: Do you
7: trust the Raiders were going to take the knee for a tie? I don't think they would have, especially for a divisional opponent. I'm still shamelessly positive, though. We played amazing this season with our new head coach, system, etc. Bring on next year. Bolt up. K-Love you, boy. Yeah, baby.
5: Thank you.
2: All right. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, take the knee for a time. No, I don't no, trust were, it. No, they
5: were never. Dude, it
3: was a, they it didn't was want a, to play the Chiefs. No, it was a 50 something yard field goal attempt. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, even not? if they didn't get another yard on that third down run, they still would have run the clock down and kicked the field goal. That's that's just that they is missed, what it is. They missed right.
5: the field goal. They're still in the playoffs. It was it right. was it was a, a win win for them. Right. But I mean, I guess if if
3: if they take a knee, Coach, Coach Daly would have called a timeout. You know, like what do you mean take a knee? They were never going to take a th- knee on third down. That 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 would have never happened. Coach Daly would have taken the timeout, forced him to punt, and then we would have gone and, and tried to do something. So right. Yeah, the taking a knee thing. Derek Carr is just being a big. Douchebag. To be yeah. honest, he, he, they were Real never going to run the ball no matter what.
2: Yeah. So yeah, we don't we don't trust Raiders any further than we can throw them. So definitely no, not, not even Marv from bit. Home Alone. No. no, no, he's a wet bandit. Yeah, he's a um, wet yeah. bandit. <laughs> Kevin Gibson, <laughs> thank you bandit. for asking. The, well, depending on which movie you watch, thank you yeah. for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Tyler Neiman who asked the question. Hey guys, a lot of talk about the timeout and overtime. I feel like it was a good decision because if they don't give up a 10-yard run, it's a longer field goal. My question is, how long is the field goal if they get stopped instead of gaining 10 yards? baby well i think it was a eight yard run that they had so i mean if you stop them right at the line it would have been a what a 59 there's that guy can
5: still make that kick like we're we're, we're trying to pretend like that that run was going to stop them from making the guy has kicked over 60 before so it's like it's they put that line the thing that's tough about watching those it on tv is like they put that line to get to and then that's where it's in your mind you're like automatically he can make it from there no, that's like his like average where he you know where he can that's do like it a, from. He's gonna make it 80% of the time. 80% of the time. But, but he before can still that, make it 60 he can still make that. And I yeah, as soon as they we let them drive down to the 50, I was like, Fuck, like this yeah. sucks. <laughs> They're We're gonna, gonna to kick a field goal. Yeah. 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 I just I could feel it happening as soon as we got to midfield. Um, yeah, it was a bummer, man.
2: It is a bummer. But uh hey, Tyler Neiman, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on to grown-up Gambino, who asked the question. <laughs> Dudes, why is everyone hung up on the timeout?
5: Because <laughs> it was the biggest narrative leading into the game. It, right. it's, what I've come to find as we do this podcast and we make these outlines and we kind of see what things are talked about and how they're, how they're played out, Right. If there's a narrative that happens before the game, right? It, it they're gonna run with it afterwards. Yeah. You know, it's just the reality of it. The yeah, fact they're just that watching they're tied, the game, waiting for the narrative. Right. They they have it set up. That's what they're gonna talk about. There or are a version of whatever happened in that situation. So like they were just wet ready. Like like yeah. five five to ten people asked Coach Staley about the scenario right. from all over the different interviews he had. It was just meant to be. So people are getting hung up on it because. Fucking lazy take in my opinion
2: well yeah it, it's it, it's it's funny to me to see the videos of the of the lip reading of like <laughs> what this person might have said of, like there was one of austin eckler talking to i think it was max crosby i'm not 100 sure but it was something like somebody like was lip reading like of austin Eckler going you were going to take a knee damn Hopefully like,
5: they do one of those lip readings. Remember that those lip funny readings ones yeah. of uh, this game. It. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome.
2: To, and Derek Carr, <laughs> see what yeah, it was. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it it is what it is. Um, it's uh, it, it like Kevin said. It's the narrative. It's like it's what it was last week. Was that the the possibility of even a tie happening, like? That was the narrative, and everybody grabbed onto that, and that's what everybody was talking like, about. So. You could have
5: had your tie if you didn't take a timeout. Right. If then y'all just would have taken a knee from start
2: what to a finish.
5: Well, I, I yeah. don't get like,
3: okay, when when a team takes a knee, what do they do? They get in a very specific formation, right? Right. Yeah. Were the Raiders in that formation? No. no. So why are, why are we thinking that they were going to take a knee? Well, I don't, I don't know. Where is that coming from?
5: Right. I don't know.
3: They were never going to take it. They were going to run the ball no matter what. Right. So we took a timeout to get our best defenders on the field right. to defend the run. Like, right. Why is this rocket science? What are, what are we <laughs> yeah,
0: looking for I feel for like here? I'm taking
3: crazy pills over yeah. here. <laughs> we're trying to crack the Da Vinci code over something that's so just
2: plain. Right. Yeah. No, it's all getting blown out of proportion, but that's the narrative. Everybody's grabbed onto it like a dog with a bone, and, and it is what it is. But hey, grown-up Gambino. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to shamelessly positive Ryan. Who asked the question? Just like everyone else, this one stings like hell and it will for a while. This loss does feel different, though. Gut-wrenching losses of seasons past left me feeling hopeless and frustrated. Although we didn't get the W and it was versus the Raiders, Seeing Herbert shine and carry this team from the brink has me feeling hopeful and optimistic. While others may bash Staley for his coaching decisions, I for one back the coach 100%. Staley and Herbert have turned hope into belief. I don't hope that the Chargers can contend anymore. I believe they can. I believe they can go toe-to-toe with the best in the league. And I believe they will take us to the promised land. My question is this Do you guys plan on renewing your season tickets? And do you plan on attending any games away next season? Thank you for the season long coverage through the highs and the lows. Thank you for helping bring this amazing Bolt fam together through the podcast. Till next season, K love you, bye, and Bolt the up, <laughs> yeah. All uh, right, shamelessly positive, Ryan. Thank you, buddy, for reminding us to yeah. believe. Got to believe. Yeah. Got to believe. But,
5: um, and we're and we're not we're not going anywhere. We're gonna keep rolling. These episodes yeah, are mean, gonna still coming out twice a week, right? right. Yeah, so not over yet. But yes, the
3: season tickets. Yeah, I mean, my but fandom has not changed because we didn't make no. the playoffs. We no. lost to the Raiders last night. So, no. The
5: question is, are we gonna get closer to the field? It's not are we gonna <laughs> have the tickets? It's how close will the tickets be to the field.
3: <laughs> and then the away game, we always we always want to go to the Kansas City game because Kevin Missouri. Right. Um, I can get tickets pretty so,
5: easy there. So hopefully as long as next the year.
3: scheduling and timing works out. Right. Um, there's not really any other real fun I I'm looking at the away games that we have coming up this year. It's obviously our divisional teams. They got the Cardinals, Texans, Colts, Niners, Falcons, Browns, and mm-hmm. Not nothing really jumping out there as far as where I would want to go hang out in a city for a week.
5: KC's mm-hmm. we fun, dude, because we get the Airbnb. We're there for yeah. like a day and a half before. It's like, I think we do it next year. We do KC and then we have like a charger chat, like rager, and mm-hmm. have charger chat of tears come over and let's party. Oh shit! You oh, are shit. not getting your deposit back on that Airbnb, <laughs> my friend. Just plan for it. Put me in Kevin's <laughs> name. Yeah, go. put it in my name. I, I never use Airbnb. <laughs>
2: All right. Shamelessly positive, Ryan. Thank you for asking the question, buddy. Let's move it on now to Senior Snappy, who asked the question. This loss hurts more than most I can remember. Merlin McCree needs to make
7: this right. We need to run the damn fumble back, and he needs to go down. Then, just maybe, our narrative will change and we'll get over this hump. Or is it a hump? We've won the playoff games.
3: We we've won playoff games since. Yeah, there's no curse. Like, there's nothing over our heads. We've like we went in 2018 when we beat the Ravens in the first round of the playoff. So, right, we won playoff games. We you gotta have a complete team and go go do this thing. And I I do think that next year is just, yeah consistency too. is it's gonna come. Yeah, you got a 30 year quarterback who's been all world his first two years. Right, gonna have the same system hopefully. Uh, hopefully he gets the same coordinators again. I, who knows? With all these same all these coach. head coaches are getting fired left and right when they're yeah. nine and eight, and <laughs> just so who knows? Maybe Lombardi will be a head coach somewhere. But no, hopefully it's the same. It. I system. want Lombardi
5: back. Yeah, don't say that. I don't want that. <laughs> all right.
3: Just because I say something doesn't mean I don't want it. it Kevin. Just don't say it. Just, <laughs> all right. Just shut. Go eat a burrito. Shut up. <laughs> all
2: right, senior snappy. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to swim shady. And shout out to Jay Tex, who I believe is certified fresh, Uh, but going with Swim Shady on this one. And the question goes something like this. I still can't believe we got to witness one of the greatest games in NFL history.
7: We don't deserve Justin. Our boys fought till the very end.
2: They left it all out there. Receivers were super tired and still fought. Question is, how do you get through these tough losses?
5: Right here, right here, baby. Yeah, this is how. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, even when we don't
3: want to come on here, just sucking it up and talking to my friends about the Chargers makes
5: it feel better, big time. I was in a shit mood, and I usually do the um, fan focus interviews right before we do this recording, so that's Mm -hmm. like, like I don't come in and see you guys. I came in and see people I've never met in my life, and somehow that interaction just fires me up, and I'm smiling. And I went back upstairs after I did that one today, and my wife was like, "What happened?" I'm like you're in a good mood. I'm like I don't know, Can't <laughs> I don't know. It. Um,
2: yeah. I, I find find some friends to talk to if you can. You know, even you know, even online. I mean, try to try to stay away from the salty takes and the yeah. and the upset folk. But um, if you can find some shamelessly positive friends to talk to, that's certainly one way. And uh, you know, take take some positive affirmations and take some stock about you know some of the things that you know really do matter. Not that the Chargers don't, but at the end of the day, it's out of our hands. Like we, we have no control over yeah. how this team plays a game or how the game goes. So, um, you know, just, yeah, try to, try to, try to have fun, try to, try to get a good hobby,
5: maybe start some trains or sun- something. I don't know. And there you go. I'm going to miss these Sundays, man. There's something about it. You know? It
2: is. It, it did kind of take us a bit by surprise. Cause I think, we didn't walk in this game thinking it was an automatic win, but we were pretty we were pretty, pretty high. We were pretty confident. Yep. So for yep. it to end, it ended pretty quickly for us. It was a shocking game, an exciting game, but a shocking game all the same. So yeah, it is that realization that, like, wow, okay, so we're it is officially the off season. We are we're there. Shit. Damn. Okay. Shit. Well, let's move on. Let's let's keep moving forward. So
5: yeah.
2: um All right, there you go, Swim Shady and J-Tex. Thank you guys for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Gray Hair. Certified fresh. Who asked the question? (laughs) In the scheme of everything, where does Herbert's season rank to y'all?
5: Don't ask me. It's, that's one of the highlights of this season for me has been watching him play quarterback.
2: I mean, if you just look at his numbers, it's the best season he's had (laughs) in his professional career.
5: I think he's comparing it to like, all the chargers, yeah. All the time, like or... I, what he did in that fourth quarter, man. Like I was already high on it, but like what he did was unbelievable. It was mm-hmm. unbelievable. I've never experienced. I love Phil the death. I've never experienced that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I hundred percent agree. Unbelievable what Phil, happened.
2: He he surpassed uh, Phil's touchdown uh, record in the same amount of games so even with this extra game he had already beaten that record so um yeah no I think it was
3: one of the all-time great charger quarterback seasons yeah by yeah. far i,
5: I mean Just, setting records. quarterback drives
3: of all time yeah so the, the only thing that wasn't there was the wins yeah a big part of a quarterback is does your team win football games and you can't put yeah. that all on a quarterback obviously but right um that's somehow comes along with it it's why people question phil's career because he never won the big game and right uh, all that kind of thing but it, i mean justin herbert we've never won a super bowl so no charger quarterback can ever say that so right. he's got to be one of the greatest like quarterback seasons so far in charger history for sure
2: easily for sure. yeah
3: just stat wise you look at it and what he's done right yeah
2: and i mean and you continue to look at herbert the guy you know the guy that you see in those post-game interviews the guy who is incredibly humble doesn't have a chip on his shoulder, is a team player. You know, you're not seeing that from every quarterback. You're not seeing that from guys that have been in the league for a long time. And it, he, he's a breath of fresh air.
3: Yeah, and, like look at Aaron Rodgers. He's made himself public enemy number one to everyone. To everyone, yeah. Yeah. nobody yeah. likes that guy.
2: Yeah. So it's it, we we're not in that situation, and I don't think we ever will be. There's I I would be shocked if we ever had a season where Herbert all of a sudden. Became some kind of an asshole that just it doesn't have that in his DNA. Like yeah, I can't no. even picture it. It's not, it's not even no. possible. So um, yeah. It, one of the best seasons by far. So gray hair, thank you for asking the question. Uh let's move it on now to Z the King one and shout out to 808 Kicks 420 who asked the question, do you guys see us making coordinator changes, especially in light of Vic Fangio, Brian
7: Flores, and Mike Zimmer being fired? And would you be okay with the change? And hypothetically speaking, if we were to change our offensive, defensive, and special teams coordinators, who were your guys' ideal picks?
5: I want Justin to have two years with the same coordinator, yeah, so i just going to leave that not going that anywhere. I no. just don't,
3: like... The offense was good. We were ranked up there in the top five, 10 right. in most categories. So the yeah. offense, I don't see change. The defense now, that's where things could, could mix up. Could potentially, up. yeah. Uh, I don't see Vic Fangio coming in. I don't think Staley's going to give up control of play calling. And a Vic Fangio type's not going to come in and just do all the work during the week and not call plays. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't see that. But th- maybe there's potential for something to happen there. But I don't think that's going to happen either. I think the coordinators are going to stay the same. Um, and I, I just think it's going to be a big personnel as far as player turnover.
5: Mm. Well, and look at the coach. They coached them up pretty well this year. Like, you had players on both sides of the balls. That's over, what coaches do. Yeah, over they they excelled, and they had some of the best seasons they've had as Chargers. So yeah. I think that has a lot to say about what the coordinators and coaches, coaching staff's doing. So it's easy to say the defense didn't play well, so then, therefore, it's the defensive coordinator. We'll find out next year, because if they get new players yeah. and they still have a problem, that's when you can... Easily pull the pull the and rip. The fork. other
3: thing is sometimes coaches choose to leave. You know, it's not as it's not sure, that we're yeah. firing them, it's that an opportunity better comes opportunity. up somewhere else that they like better than what they have. So it would obviously I think I don't know. I don't know how the coaches interact. It seems like they get along well. And um Staley would I would assume is a a, a fun guy to coach for, but um unless it's like a vertical moving up and becoming a head coach or a, a, a like a position coach, I guess the coordinator opportunity. Um, that's all. That's all potential too. Sometimes out of our hands if we're going to keep a coach.
2: There you go. All right. Well, Z the King won. Thank you for asking the question. Um, and eight hundred eight kicks four twenty. Pretty sure you're certified fresh. Thank you for asking the same fresh. question as well. Uh, let's move it on now to Super Bolts champs who asked the question. Oh man, this one hurts. But what's next for our bolts? New D coordinator Brian Flores got fired today, so I guess my real question: What would he bring as a coordinator? It was fun to listen to you guys. Keep up the great work, and now more than ever, f- D writers. Okay, love your boy.
5: I, don't you think Flores is going to get another head he's coaching head coach. job? Like, yeah, he's going to head coach. Yeah, he's going to like, head coach for sure. Crazy that he got let go. Like after beating the the new England Patriots twice going on that run yeah. going eight you know?
3: and one to finish the season after starting wow. one and seven. Yeah. The guy's going to be a head coach somewhere for sure. Somebody will give him an opportunity. There's so many already so many vacancies popping up and one day after the season's over. Um, yeah. I think he'll, I, I think he could end up Minnesota has got an opening. That seems like it could be a pretty easy fit. They got a good team. They just need somebody right. to go in and, and shake things up a little bit. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I think there's,
3: he'll be a head coach. There's
2: more than a few teams that have some openings right now. So obviously, is, I think some of these guys could just end up switching teams in their head coaching ability. As far as what he would bring as a coordinator, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't know what it is.
5: Do they run similar seam, uh, schemes? Because I'm just curious how that works because, you know, Staley calls the plays. So what what do you want in it? bringing in a new defensive coordinator? Is he going to relinquish play, play calling duties? Like that's the, I think that's the first question.
2: Sure. Yeah. I think it's a valid question. I just, I have no idea what Brian Flores would necessarily bring to the table that somebody else wouldn't. So if it's, if it's not even similar,
3: he's never been a coordinator. (laughs) I'm looking at his, um, get out of here. Coaching resume right now. He was defensive assistant for the Patriots safeties coach for the Patriots linebackers coach for the Patriots. And then he became a head coach. So, wow. Um, I'm, I mean, I, I, I don't know a whole lot about Brian Flores. I'm, I don't know if he's been a coordinator while a head coach, similar to what Staley does. Mm-hmm. um but yeah, i I just Staley's not going to give up the reins of play calling is no. what it sounds like you're not, yeah. gonna not after a ex-
5: year like that. he wants to prove it for right. sure you're not
3: going to get an experienced like solidified defensive coordinator in the NFL coming to be the work Monday through Saturday, and then Coach Staley gets called and plays on sunday that's a, that's a guy that's still trying to prove himself. It's still earning his name, not a, not a Brian Flores type.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you go. Super Bowls champs. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Philip Musau, who it's asked a the fresh. question. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do the Chargers need to replace our defensive coordinator or stick with him another year and get the players Staley wants for the system?
5: I'm waiting. I don't yeah. I don't know. Okay. there's something about consistency there just hasn't been a lot of it like right let's Damn. see what little consistency does for this team and no one
3: we don't i don't know how much ronaldo hill did like, yeah it's hard right. to say we don't know what kind of an impact that he really had i mean staley was in all of the decision making and maybe ronaldo hill was more like a communicator with the with the position coaches and accumulating information he probably did a lot of scouting work and things like that but like oh, as far as coming up with game plan and then calling plays i'm assuming staley had a lot to do with all of that so right i don't know how much changing that coordinator position unless he just didn't get along with staley um i don't see what big of a change that really makes mm-hmm. yeah
2: Yeah, it was interesting, you know, looking back at the season now, thinking about it, like, they would cut to Staley on the camera, they would cut to Lombardi up in the booth. I can't recall one time they cut to Ronaldo (laughs) Hill on the sideline, like, with a headset and and anything.
5: Very rarely got, like, press conferences either.
2: Right. So... it's hard to say what, like Kyle said, what his (laughs) makes me think of office space. Like, what would you say that you do here? Yeah. You know, (laughs) I, I really says like what, 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 what his contribution was to the team. So obviously that would be a decision made by, you know, Staley and upper management and everything like that. So as far as whether or not we should keep him, I, I think, yeah, I think let's keep it consistent for this guy. Unless there's somebody out there that can actually bring something new and different that staley is in agreement with i don't see any reason why you would change out these coordinators so
3: and um, or unless Staley's going to give up control of play calling
2: right and that would have to that would have to happen as well so yeah. uh but it's a great question philip missou thank you for asking the question let's move it on now to dirty sock 101 who asked the question
7: of course, I was sad and would have liked to see the Bolts go on a run in the postseason, but this game convinced me that we have one of the best QBs in the entire league, and we are going to be a threat to win the AFC West for 10 or more years to come. My question is, what are the least two, at least two reasons for optimism besides Herbert for this team going
3: forward?
2: Mm. Don't That's say Herbert, Kev. <laughs> Joey Bosa.
3: (laughs) Derwin James. Derwin James. Corey Lindsley, Rashawn Slater. Yeah. Rashawn Slater, big time. Asante Samuel Jr. Like, we got a a lot lot. of young studs, Studs, you know? So it's like, there's a lot of reasons for optimism. Right. We just got to become a more consistent football team. And I think our head coach maturing and having a system in place, a culture in place, we got to see that come next year. And I think that's when it will come. So there's, there's a lot of reason for optimism.
2: Big time. Yeah, I think, The One of the narratives in this season was Mike Tomlin, the coach for the Steelers, has never had a losing season. He's had a winning season every time he's played. So far, Brandon Staley has never had a losing season, so (laughs) (laughs) I think this could be the start of something big.
3: How many pro bowlers do we have, right? (laughs) More than we've had in a very long time. Every single one of those pro bowlers is a reason to be optimistic. Yeah, there's six pro
2: bowlers plus, I think, five alternates, so there's... A lot of reasons to be to be really happy with this team, and we're going into an off season where we're getting eleven draft picks, which is crazy to have eleven draft picks going into there, and over cap, seventy cap million space. cap space. Yeah. yeah, so there's there's a lot of things to be really excited and optimistic for. But uh, thank you for asking the question, Dirty Sock One Hundred One. Let's move it on to Kyle T, who asked the question. Oh, obviously not the end of the season we were hoping for. But I believe we can and will learn from this season and get better. To that end, what do you think the strategy should be in the draft? Hoo I think building the O line should be the priority in the first round. How about you? Oh, yeah. And even though we lost the game, I hereby say Justin be known as Cochin Herbert. Cochin Herbert. Because that drive to get to overtime was ridiculous. But the f up. Hoo <laughs>
3: Clutchton Herbert, I like
5: Clutchton. I like it. He is <laughs> clutched in Clutchton.
3: Yeah, I mean, we're gonna get obviously the. I know you guys are all there. We're all starting to get there, uh, as far as the draft and free agency and all of those things, right? Um, but yeah, O line, D line is where it's at. I think whatever the best available is at seventeen. Yeah. Last time we picked seventeen, we got Derwin James. So if there's a Derwin James snare that somehow drops, you're gonna Probably draft
5: it. I like. I liked
3: it. <laughs> no, 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 but I mean a position where you're not expecting. Sure. If right. somebody drops to that that place, you're going to take them. So, right. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that O line right tackle. We had as much as we kind of forgot. We had two of our starting offensive linemen out the ho- most of the whole season. Oyabushi right. and Blaga missed most of the whole season. Yeah. Um, so there's there's definitely depth and holes that are going to be filled. Uh I think Schofield was only on a one year deal. We picked him up halfway through right. the season and I think we just signed him through the year and then um so yeah there's 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 holes to fill on the offensive line for sure. And then D-line we got to we got to play better against the run. So we got to get some big boys down there.
5: Right. I th- I think you're going to have the first two rounds you're going to have starters come out. I don't know what that position. I think it's going to be best available. Um I'm hoping it's it's some variation of what you said Kyle where it's a right tackle or or you know defensive line. But then we also got to keep in mind, like the free agency pool, like they're going to be able to build, I I really want to see them build on defense. I want to see the more free agents on defense and more depth and, and building our depth with the 11 picks, not needing all these guys to start, but bringing in a lot of these guys to backup guys we already have to really finally have some depth on this team, which we don't, we haven't had really.
2: Right. So, all right, Kyle T, there you go. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Bolt Gang, who asked the question. We have a bright future ahead. Nothing but up from here. What position would you like to pick up first in the draft? And what was one thing that stood out to you the most in yesterday's game? K, love you,
5: bye. I want right tackler, like, a, somebody to compliment Joey Bosa. That Those are my, like, first fresh mm-hmm. yeah 17 like if you can find like a don, da- i don't know if right tackle really goes that high in the first round unless there's some right. stud. we haven't really gotten into it but yeah. somebody to compliment joey so we can really it'll take a lot of pressure off some other positions
0: mm-hmm.
3: yep yeah yeah I, I like i said there's like we already talked about free agency it's got is gonna shake up everything we need about the draft but yeah, right tackle is kind of seventeen is kind of early for a true right tackle. Left mm-hmm. tackle has been sealed up for our franchise. Yeah, we don't have for, to worry about that the foreseeable right.
5: future. Yeah.
3: Um, so yeah, pass rusher uh, or a dominant defensive lineman that can be that that anchor inside to stop the running game.
5: Mm-hmm. Your Georgia uh, kid, everybody's talking about the m- mountain of a man. <laughs> he's just so freaking big, Jordan Davis. <laughs> yeah, is crazy. Monster.
3: We'll see. He's we'll gonna. See. I mean,
5: his combine
3: is gonna. Re- like his stock is gonna skyrocket. Yeah, I think yeah. he's gonna be one of those guys that throughout the draft process, he's just gonna go up and up and up the draft board.
5: And we're talking about him now. Just get ready. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. I don't know uh, if he'll be there
5: at 17. No. But
2: and then as far as something that stood out to you most in yesterday's game, um Justin Herbert. Her- I mean Herbert stands out obviously to every yeah. anybody that has two sets of eyes is obviously gonna see that. But uh clutching Uh to me, I know that we've seen, you know you know, sparks of it. But I think that Josh Palmer, man, coming up in those, you know, those very crucial situations, especially near Good the hands. end there to keep us in the game. Like, I'm excited for him to get a little bit more play time. Like, I, I'm all for yeah. keeping Guyton if the price is right. But if not, I am totally comfortable with Palmer coming in there and, and being the third Getting consistently. So um, that that stood out to me. and And Austin Eckler. And seeing Austin Eckler's mom Losing her mind in the stands—that was so damn cool. Um, cool. Yeah, Austin Eckler to to get in that to get twenty touchdowns this season, and seemingly nobody is talking about it—is borderline criminal. Criminal. It is criminal. So um, yeah,
3: so I guess the one thing that I I don't know why this came up. You talked about Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, free agent Justin Jackson. Well, I wonder what's going to happen there because he turned it on in the last four or five games there. He yeah. became the true number two. Well, right? he was
5: healthy. He he had fresh legs for. He hadn't played much this year, so mm-hmm, I'm yeah. still on the fence with Justin. Really, am like, still, he, then, he's then been on hurt the out for so yeah. long?
3: Yeah, I get it. I get it. You can't put money into a guy that's always hurt. Right, just can't do it. But I mean, it it,
2: it all depends on the price, and you know, and what we have in the depth situation. I mean, whether or not Joshua Kelly's going to come back, probably not. But and you got Roundtree that's already back there as well. So it all depends on how many of the yep. depth in that position we decide to bring back next year, and if there is a, a a running back that shows up on in the draft or even in free agency that we can afford. That's What I was
5: going to say, find yeah. another find another Eckler in the free agency. That, <laughs> that means Chargers have done it before.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So all right, well there you go, Bolt Gang. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Okie Doggy. And shout out to Alien of Beansor because you asked the same question. Uh, But I'm going with Okie Doggy, and it goes something like this.
7: Look, all I got to say is the reason the prophecy didn't work is because the NFL increased the number of games to 17. Had it been a 16-game season, we would be in the playoffs. So take that as you will. But anyways, I know we have all offseason to talk about what's next, but I still want to ask you guys what the team to do. Uh, what you want the team to do, excuse me. Uh, do we sign Wosu and White fast before they hit the market? Do we go after Fangio or any defensive-minded coach who got let go as defensive coordinator? Do we swing for the fences and sign Devontae Adams and J.C. Jackson if they are available? Are there any players in the draft you guys want the team to go after like Jordan Davis or Britton Covey? Bolt up, guys, because next year is where Air Bear becomes Darth Vader and destroys the league.
5: (laughs) I want to... Go ahead, you guys go first. Well, most of it we've talked about. Yeah, a lot of it we have
3: talked about. The Nemosu call is interesting. Um... I want him back. I think he's starting to finally hit his stride, and he's in a, a defense that fits his his uh, playing abilities. Right. Um, I think he is. I think he's a big time player for us. And you just watch in the Raiders game, he stepped up huge when they were shutting Bosa down all night. Right. Um, I think the lack of pass rush from the inside is really what the issue is. So, um, D tackle Tillery. I I just I don't know. I'm just not sold on the guy. I think he shows up and sometimes he just doesn't.
2: He's, He's been the epitome invisible. of inconsistency, yeah. unfortunately. Which
3: is what we're trying to get our rid season. of on our right. football yeah. team. Yeah. Um, so I I do think you sign Nuosu and White fast. I think you bring them back. I think they're good. It seems like they're good locker room guys that everyone gets along with and mm-hmm. um they like playing with. So those guys you find fast. The defensive minded head coach, like defense coordinator thing. Again, I don't think you're gonna be able to draw a big name to be the grunt work guy that doesn't get any of the glory. Right. And then Devontae Adams, I don't see that happening. I just, that that is just not the Tommy T way of philosophy of football. Right. It would be sick and it would be a splash, um, but I don't see it happening.
5: Yeah. I want them to spend more money on the defense, honestly. Like, just seeing what we did this year, I would be happy with re-signing, um, bringing back Mike Williams, signing him up, and then going after just get this defense just loaded. Just mm-hmm. get what you can in free agency and, and make this team better. That's what I. That's what I really want to see.
2: All right. So there you go. And yeah, I mean, as far as like guys that we want to get in the draft, I mean, the only one that's ever been mentioned is Kyle's mountain of a man and the in the punter at SDSU. So, like, what <laughs> <want> him? <laughs>
5: Excuse me, I want him. Ari, Ariasa. Oh, <laughs> right. oh. What was his name again? Ariaza. I, I don't remember. Ariaza. Araza.
3: Araza. All a, right. He's a Bronco. Go, go Bronco Blue. Yeah.
2: Or BHS. That's right. Yeah. High school Bronco. Not, yeah, not, not, the, not Denver.
3: the Denver Bronco. Not, not Denver, Denver and, and not
2: Boise State. So there you go. Uh, all right. Okie Doggy and alien of Beansor. Thank you guys for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Salty Sports Guy who asked yeah. the question. The narrative that Staley lost the game with the timeout is lazy and revisionist. People want someone to blame, but the truth is it was an all-time great game that we just happened to be on the wrong end of. Shit happens, all right? You don't always get the Hollywood ending. I started this account because after 20 years of being a Charger fan, I was jaded and pissed. But guess what? I'm not salty about this season because this team gave me so many reasons to be hopeful about the future. This team gave me 17 great game days, and the only thing I'm upset about is that I won't get another one for eight months. My question this week is, are you more looking forward to the excitement of the draft or the big impact of free agency? Cheers, guys. Thanks for the weekly therapy
5: sessions will always be my number one salty sports dude, salt, salty yeah. sports guy. <laughs> I'm more excited about free agency because that's the win now. That's pickups, right? And isn't yeah. that first? I want whatever happens first. That's what I'm the most excited for. Excited yeah, for something
3: to watch. Yeah. The free game off. agency cut con- will open up before the draft, but then there's always some lingering guys that are around. They're waiting to see what happens in the draft before they sign somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, I'm more. Look, the first two rounds, you should get starters. Maybe only the first round you get a starter. We need to win right now. Justin Herbert being on his rookie contract, we got to win right now. So the free agency guys you bring in, that's to win now. And so that's what I'm most excited for. The draft, I'm still looking forward to, but that's how you develop your team. Like Kevin said earlier, that's how you have your backups, your special teams, the players that come on the cheap. But right now, we need to win. So I'm excited about what we do in free agency, who we resign, who we let go and what big names we bring in
2: there you Could go i think yeah this it's exactly what what we're all thinking so salty sports guy hey Thanks for not being salty and not being pissed. And thank you for asking the question.
5: we got to come up with a new name if you're not salty yeah, anymore. What do you just like? Take, the yeah. super sports guy.
2: Sweet sports yeah. guy.
5: The, yeah. The savory sports guy. Sassy sports guy. guy. Sassy, Sassy, sports guy. Yeah. Sassy or savory.
2: All right. There you go, bud. Let's move it on now to Gruder McBolt. Sassy sports guy. Who asked the question. A time is coming where we won't have to. Live and Die by Ref Calls. Future is bright. Plethora of draft picks, big salary cap, and continuity will make next year
7: fun to watch. <laughs> Swatch. <laughs> You're a main character in a movie. Either post-apocalyptic reality,
4: comedy, or action hero flick. K, love it bye. um
5: sorry that voice gets me sorry i I wasn't even a funny really funny moment. he was talking about
2: his watch (laughs) that he hit up his ass (laughs) (laughs) um all right well yeah lots of things to be excited about but the question is if you're a main character in a movie either post-apocalyptic reality comedy or action
5: hero flick
3: Comedy, I love comedies. That's just what I.
5: Nacho, just watch. I Kyle's Nacho Libre for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. if I could be
3: one character, I would pick Nacho Libre for sure. <laughs> and they have to come out with a sequel. I don't know what's
5: taking so long. Jack, shit <laughs> <get> on it. <laughs> what's taking so long? <laughs> we should. We, we have some downtime this offseason. We can make our very own Nacho Libre, starring Kyle the yeah. Coach Duggan. I'm that down. Be, I'd, I I'd have be happy to direct and shoot that for you. I was
3: Nacho for for Halloween like five or six years ago. Oh man, I used to work downtown and I. I I, I would park like cuz parking is like $200 a month. I would park like 10 <laughs> blocks away and ride a skateboard into work. And I would ride my I, on Halloween I rode my skateboard down with my nacho libre cape flying <laughs> well, I, in
5: my <laughs> tights. It was awesome. Oh, I love it.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Um I would be comedy too cuz I think action hero or apocalyptic reality you're you're going to die. So <laughs> I just I'd rather yeah. laugh than die or personally. Hurt. you're going to get hurt. yeah, you get yeah. maimed in some yeah. way
5: yeah I might go action hero flick you know just like a living on the edge yeah yeah just to mix it up a little bit like a action comedy kind of vibe like a uh-huh. like a die hard three kind of energy mm. something like that okay mm. funny but dangerous
2: funny but <laughs> super serial yeah, yeah.
5: screams Kevin <laughs>
3: super dangerous <laughs>
5: oh my god Sc-
3: screams Kevin <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Well, all right. Gr- <laughs> Gruden yeah, McBolt, good, thank good you. ninja for, moves. Thank you for thank asking you. the question. Uh, and we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with Nick, our good old oh, buddy shit. Nick, a.k.a. Nick Defense Huge. And shout oh, out to God. Bobby Caldrone because you oh, you man. guys pretty much asked the same, I, but Nick. I, I, I kind of have to
3: pee right now. I'm worried that I'm going to laugh so hard that I'm going to piss my pants. <laughs> let's take a break. Let's, a let's use our sweet graphic.
2: All go. right. Temporary break. Well, soldiers, I'm proud to have served with every damn one of you this year. Even you, rat, you weird-ass creep. (laughs) High five. Get the f*** away from me. Anyway, we've had a blast. From the goddamn Roy fueled entrance of the Washington game, picking our patty cake several times at Arrowhead Week 3 and showing the Raiders who the daddy is in Week 4, we saw it all. We had some moments hairier than my goddamn unwaxed chest like the past. <laughs> Vikings and Ravens, but I always believed in this team. We made Joe Burrow his head, bury his head in the sand on their home turf and saw the gorgeous Herbius Caesar slap every bitch in a two-mile radius (laughs) into another dimension against the Giants. We do got some shit that needs sorting out this offseason, as well as was evident in that Texans game. But the performance we had with this head coach was like the goddamn wet offensive. Our boys gonna come back with balls the size of my head and Herb's going to be <laughs> flinging fucking lead all over the battlefield next season mowing down any bitch ass grunt that just so happens to get stuck under the wheels of this train. Herb Staley, and the rest of the Ombre is going to set going to come back shining as bright as the dog star Sirius and that's some serious shit. We'll organize and retaliate against these hairless weasels and show them who runs this circus. We the directors, boy. They the performers. My question to you, courageous as soldiers, what was your top highlight from this season? What moment made you think, now this team has a big old goddamn set of cojones that I am proud of? My personal favorite was when we whipped that little pretender, Drew, suck my lock into suspension. <laughs> I don't see you dancing anymore, you teeny twerking bitch. <laughs> well done, men. You are dismissed.
3: Teeny twerkins, bitch! That's bitch. really funny.
5: <laughs> uh, sorry. Oh boy! All right. No, that well, a, that was a good one.
2: Favorite <laughs> favorite moments this season, guys.
5: I felt the balls at that that Chiefs game. There was yeah. nothing yeah. like being at that Chiefs game, and then luckily I was there, and we were there late. And I got yelled and kicked out of the stadium for doing the <laughs> podcast in the stadium when I was by myself. I got yelled at and the went down and here. saw coach and Justin and everybody walk out of the tunnel. Like that right. was like
2: uh, surreal. I was
5: I was sold, but that was just, that took it to the next level. I was like, this yeah. is our coach. This is what yeah. I want as a charger fan. This is what I want. So yeah. that was it. That was it for me. There you go. How about you, Kyle? Yeah. I don't know.
3: I was trying like right now to, Go through the Rolodex of fun memories because there were so many <laughs> so good ones. Many. Like there were the going to the Monday night game where we just put a smacking on the Raiders. Right. I went with my son and my dad, and that was that was really really fun. Um, but then the I don't know why the Browns game is stuck in my head. Yeah, that was that your was game, Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, Adam was there, but. It was such a fun game to watch, and we it was, just and the Browns were like that was one of the big wins early in the season. They were they were obviously they, they were, were in the rolling. AFC. I don't know if they're in the championship or the the divisional round, but they were they were they were projected to be a really really big time team. And oh yeah, that was a that was a fun one too.
2: Yeah, but going going to that game was crazy to to see the 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 peaks and valleys, the back and forth is. It was just wild. It was just, it was a game that you, you really hope that you can go to and, and being able to come out of it with a win was just crazy. I mean, that, that was some
5: blind dates.
2: (laughs) Some blind dates. That's right. Yeah. Getting to sit, getting to sit with my guys on either side of me. But honestly, like, even though it wasn't the, even though that game didn't go the way we wanted to, being able to go to a game with you guys and, and going through Thunder Alley, like, as the Charger chat, like, Riding up on the five North Bolt as well, like that was was just awesome. Yeah, that was that was was the start, you know, because we didn't get a chance to do any of that in 2020, so which we really wanted to do. And so, all of those memories of being with you guys and every fan that we interacted with at Thunder Alley, like that was just some of the best this year because it is it's a good fan base, it's a good Bolt fam fan base. So. Uh, And being able to see the the stadium in person like that that is just it's still like it's in my head like how huge that place is so, um,
5: yeah. I kind I kind of want to modify mine and just add a little on top. I would say ask both fam (laughs) honestly. Like I haven't laughed this consistently this this frequently. And I don't know when. Like you guys are so clever and funny. Oh yeah, and yeah. come up with the coolest shit. And Adam's <laughs> voices just makes it over the top. Yeah. So it's just this is the one thing I look forward to the most <laughs> after Charger games is ask both fam. So thanks for contributing, everybody that does every week. Absolutely, we could this show would not be even close to what it is without you guys doing that.
2: Yeah, no it it makes it makes it fun for us because yeah. we get to interact with you guys and and really just have a lot of fun with
5: it. So. We're um, off season, off season ass bull fam. Let's get funny. Let's Ooh, get yeah. crazy.
3: Yeah, let's get let's get nuts. All right. Get, you want
2: to get nuts? nuts. Let's, let's get, get nuts. nuts.
5: <laughs>
3: I, I'm ready for the the off season like random hypotheticals are always really fun. I yes. feel like they come out of nowhere because there's just nothing going on. We just get random questions here and yeah. there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's get crazy this off season, bold fam. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us here at Charger Chat. Any hey, final thoughts? Prediction.
3: Guys? Raiders get shut out and Carr retires. <laughs> and he sucks so bad.
5: And the Chiefs lose to <laughs> in Whoever. the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, yeah. Ro- Roethlisberger. There you go. Perfect Sunday. I can't Saturday top combo. I can't
2: top that. But I'm oh. I'm great with either one of those bold predictions. So, um, all right, gang. Well, that's going to do it for us here at the Charger Chat. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Kill okay, everybody. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, you! Does nothing excite you anymore? Uh, roller coasters seem boring? Yawn. Thrill-seeking activities don't do it anymore? Boring. Then how about you become a Charger fan? Experience the thrilling victories. Let's go! and the agonizing defeats. What the f All from the comfort of your home. Become a Charger fan and get your blood pumping today. Where's my heart medication?